Hey, Joey, why are you looking so down? Oh, hey, Sully. Uh, you know, I just, you know, me and words, they're always popping up in front of me and I'm getting confused. And I got this new one here. It's just uh, staring me right in the face. It's, you ever seen something like this? Just look at this. It says, Pwam? Pwam? Hey, look, Joey, I listen to podcasts. That's the hottest new podcast network going, Pwam. Pwam? Well, what the heck does it stand for? Well, it stands for whatever you want. It was started out pro wrestling only mostly when that was a handful. And now it's whatever you want. Pro Podcasting with old men. It, it doesn't matter. Great shows. We got Days of Thunder where Dave and Lee watched 1998 WCW Thunder and shit on it. It's great. We got Military Industrial Suplex. Tom Batista, he's talked to all kinds of crazy motherfuckers. Johnny Sorrow, Billy Jack Haynes, Kelly T. Nelson, tons of them. And three shows from one guy named Jeffrey. Boom goes the dynamite. I love the name, reviewing AEW Dynamite. Strong style story. Busting balls. We got it all. Oh, yeah. Plum. Now that you say this, I remember they've also got that, that, that throw the years, that ROH history podcast, yeah. as, as, as well as the aforementioned Kelly T. Nelson on International House of Combat, where and him and Steve watch along with historical international wrestling. And there's a show called Yours, Mine, and the Truth, where this guy loves a shitty band. And a show called Gideon Guys, where one guy loves a shitty TV show. It's yeah. the best. I think I've heard about those two guys. Yet, even though they got this shitty taste, they are hung like moose. Horses. That's, Horses. that's impressive. That's moose cool. So, so this is it. Yeah, that's right. I knew I'd heard the word before. It's Plum Plum Network. It's a, it's a positive word of mouth. It's the Police Women of Memphis' favorite podcast network. Everybody should be tuning in to Plum. Welcome back to another episode of Yours, Mine, and the Truth, a podcast with me, Travis Voloshin, where we go on a personal journey through the texts of my youth with friends, old and new, and we reevaluate their merit and see how things stand up and see what we change and see what we like and we see what we don't like, and it's a fun time, and I gotta tell you, you guys, spirits are high here in the Woloshin household right now because the world is full of surprises because you you know everybody who would have been at who was asking me a week ago if i cared about hockey coming back or even a month ago hey hockey's coming back and i was just <laughs> i was weirded out by the whole thing and all you know you know what things change because all of a sudden my favorite hockey team the calgary flames have advanced in the qualifying round against a very depleted Winnipeg Jets, admittedly, squad. and But, you know, Flames, in spite of that, did not take their foot off the gas and eliminated them from the playoffs uh, by a series score of 3-1. to one, And they will await. Uh, I, I don't know who it is. We are going to be playing, uh, I think, maybe Dallas, but uh, maybe St. Louis. We'll see. Um, but, yeah, so, uh, you know... <laughs> 
I'm all in on hockey now. The the compete level is is you know really high, and uh, you know it almost immediately made me forget about all the the weirdness. I mean, it's still weird. It's still weird. It's still weird. There's been all sorts of weird injuries and just like a lot of blood, like way more blood than usual. Uh, I, I, that's not related to anything. It's just an odd coincidence. But um, yeah, so go Flames, go. Um, uh, I don't want to do too much here because we have a long show today and we'll get to it. So I will quickly plug uh, my my other shows, including uh, Gideon Guys that I do uh, with my buddy Johnny Hedgepath, who we're going to hear from later today uh, about the show DC's Legends of Tomorrow. We are excited because we're recording again uh, this weekend after two weeks off because we're going into season's two of uh dc's legends of tomorrow so look for that here on the palm network on lots of great shows here on the palm network that uh uh, you guys should be checking out and you have been and that's great um also mystery titans theater uh new one went up uh, last saturday where i recorded with my old podcast buddy and one of the oldest friends i have uh max mitchell uh joined again me and uh, the aforementioned johnny hedgepath this guy we just can't stop hanging out man this guy me and johnny um and wow, like uh, Mystery Titan Theater, I- I've always told you guys, like we make the unwatchable cards watchable or we're able to make it more entertaining. But this was actually, wow, we lucked into a great wrestling card here. So I really recommend you look look that up on YouTube. Mystery Titan Theater, Volume 2, Philadelphia. Uh, yeah, the second in our Philadelphia trilogy. And uh, we will be completing that in a couple weeks uh, again with another really fun guest. So look for that. And I said, yeah, the Palm Network, lots of great shows, including arts, including this one. And today is no exception because, wow, today we are going into the genre, the medium of television, the genre of the situation comedy and the one that changed it all. Like uh, and that came out when I was in high school, Seinfeld. My gosh, uh, we are going to be talking about the four main characters and who we think is the best. So that means there are going to be four of us in the booth here at yours, mine and the truth today. Um, now we'll start with, uh, who I already mentioned here, Johnny Hedgepath, my co-host from Gideon guys, you're going to see him in there. Um, my, an old friend, uh, who I really was really happy to catch up with, uh, in Toronto. He lives on the other side of the country. I got to catch up with him when I was working over there in February. Uh, so it was great to, for him to join us today. Uh, Aaron Collins, he's awesome. And, and a fountain of information. You guys will see encyclopedic Seinfeld knowledge, but, uh, boy, uh, we are really lucky to be joined today by a legit stand-up comic, uh, who's super funny, uh, Katie Ellen Humphreys, and she's going to be there de- defending, uh, Elaine. Um, I won't talk much more about it because we got a really great show and I'm really, really proud of it. So, uh, enjoy you guys. This is, uh, the first, uh, Seinfeld episode of Yours, Mine, and the Truth. 10 D. 10 D. 10 D. Swagger. <laughs> this is a mixtape about nothing. <laughs> Not on drugs. If you bear with me, you might see the undertone of the undertoned message that's at hand at the, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Look. Hmm. What's the deal with this rap stuff? Since Napster, the sales been crashing And since Napster, the game's been flooded by has-beens And never will be ringtone rappers Hmm, what's the deal with these ringtones? Niggas buying ringers can't pay their bill low Thus contributing to ongoing credit issues The issues pathetic, please listen to me Hmm, what's the deal with these hey, issues? Hey, everybody, 
Welcome back to Yours, Mine, and the Truth. You know me. My name is Travis, and we are trying something crazy today. We are doing a, a fatal four-way, as they say in the, the other industries, but we're having four. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to have not just one guest, but not two guests, but three guests for a total of the four of us in the room here. So I'll get to the introductions here quickly, starting from the person who's the, the furthest from me right now. I'm on the West Coast. He's, he's further on to the east side of Canada, from Toronto, Canada. This is a, an old friend I met when we used to we worked in food and beverage, and we connected through our. I mean, we, we were buddies before, but we really bonded through the subject we're going to be talking about today. As uh, a friend of mine, uh, Aaron Collins. Aaron, how are you? Good, good. Thanks for having me. I'm a big fan. Been listening to the show the last couple of weeks, and excited to be on board Thank with you. this figure four leg lock. <laughs> All right. All right. We'll see what uh, my next guest comes with, who really needs no introduction. He's a, a Sheedy Award nominee. He, he really wanted me to mention that, um, which pulls a lot of weight these days. Uh, he's a guy like my podcast partner, a guy I hang out with and watch wrestling over Zoom for Mystery Titans Theater every two weeks. Mr. Johnny Hedgebeth. Johnny, how are you? I'm doing good. I'm so happy to finally be here. In it was because someone else dropped out. So thanks. That's true. That's true. Yeah. But but do you are my like? Please, you are a yeah. utility man. Like like I, I know, know that I can uh, the, uh, the drop of a hat. I can. This is your time to shine, Johnny. This is how legends oh, are made. Oh oh oh! I I have been doing free podcasting forever. <laughs> no problem. But somebody who, speaking of free podcasting, I uh, I shouldn't be getting someone here for free. Uh, I hope she knows that she's here for free. <laughs> That's a really, really hilarious comedian uh, from here in Vancouver. She has uh, an album coming out. Uh, it's available for pre-order on October 13th uh, and available for order all over the world called Ladyfinger. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Katie Ellen Humphreys. Katie, how are you? Katie Ellen, how are you? Oh, just never better. That's great. I did. I, I wanted to commit to the joke that when you told me that I wasn't going to get paid, that I just peaced out. So yes. I was going to just not know, answer at all. I'd be like, well, I'm out of here. But I, <laughs> I, I, I kind of, I saw a moment for them, but I had to do this intro, in, this intro right, right? Wait, we're not getting paid for that. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, Aaron was really, yeah, Aaron, Aaron. I don't have a job right can't now. Can't even roll out. <laughs> ben, this guy doesn't I was roll counting out on. Yes, yeah, that's what I can tell you. All right, right. all right. You're really splurged You know, if your, we're all really your... good enough, he could get a sponsor and sell boner pills. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, one of these days. That's where the money is in podcasting, but that we're not here to talk about boner pills. We're here to talk about a, a film or, or a, a TV show. The first time we're, we're, we're getting into the media of TV here on Yours, Mine, and the Truth, and it's the show that everybody watches, the show that was on when I was in high school, so that's why it's fun, always fun to go back, but it had, in my opinion, uh, I, it's still timeless. Um, I think there are a few kind of, uh, occasionally you'll get a moment where it's like, uh, kind of thing, but nowhere near as much as with shows that have come out even since. Um, if this makes sense to you guys, do you know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah, uh, there's a timeless nature about it. Yeah, for sure. It's it's all stuff that everybody deals with in everyday life, mm -hmm. and, and that's the like thing, you right? said, it'll be timeless. And I've been watching. For my whole life, but recently, obviously, you know, got to get back in the swing of things. And it's just, it doesn't fade. The, the humor is always there. The actor, the writing. It's right. just, 
So, of course, we are talking about the single guy. And Jonathan Silverman is a a national treasure. (laughs) Uh, uh, No, uh, so, so Katie Allen, it's awesome that you are here because it's a female voice again. Like, I'm just happy to hang out with girls for, for another... A female on a podcast? Is that yes. a laugh? Yeah, <laughs> believe it or not. Um, uh, but, and so when I say, I don't find it, uh, like, not too many kind of glees, uh, kind of, uh, that didn't age well. Uh, from your perspective, and as somebody, like, cause, like I assume you still watch because it's always kind of on kind of thing. Is that safe to say? No. No way. What? No. Was... <laughs> I was right. obsessed with. I, I I was for sure obsessed with the show when it was running, and I thought, and I there was like I would reference the television show once a day minimum. Oh, yeah. that's just like similar. Like I had so many inside jokes with people that also watched it and all the things. Probably have not turned it on. If, I mean, in like a decade. Yes. Uh, and you know. Re- refreshed on a couple episodes coming into this podcast okay. and I just like I cannot believe mm-hmm. how much I love this show I know I know yep it's true it's true it's just like no I mean I can't believe how much I loved it because I don't give a shit oh, about it oh anymore. okay oh okay so you watched <laughs> it again and you didn't think it was uh all right okay interesting so, okay oh so, man all right good Uh-oh. all right a nice it's little to cut Katie Ellen <laughs> well then let's get into it because here's the thing what we wanted to do here today was figure out who is the best character on the show and i gave each of you uh, uh i told you to pick a character or an episode that kind of highlighted why your character would be the best um and what we're going to do is we're going to go through each of these uh quickly um and for each one i will do the synopsis and i'll have the 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 person who chose that one uh, kind of chat along with me and then I'll ask for some other uh, comments at the end or if you guys absolutely need to, to speak up at some point, uh, say so and we will. So, wow, Katie Ellen, I was surprised to, to hear this, but this is good. This is good. I love that we uh, are, are, are keeping things fresh here. Um, are you okay with going first? Because yours comes uh, first uh, chronologically. It comes from season four. You're okay sure. with that? I mean, oh. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't hate getting a taste of the format before we go, well, Okay, so yeah, no, and, and I can do that, too. I can do that, too. So why don't I do that? Because mine is the one that would come second, and we don't have to go back too, too much further. Because mine is uh, – I'm going with Jerry. Uh, I, as somebody who does watch it all the time, and, and it's just always on, and it's just like kind of security blanket kind of thing at this point, um, and, and still does make me laugh in the way that Aaron does – and Aaron uh, mentioned, um, I find that it's Jerry's moments that that uh, really uh, click with me the most. And I picked this one because I think uh, it has, like, uh, honestly, it's my favorite Seinfeld episode, but it's also, it has the greatest line in the history of uh, uh, sitcom television. And we'll get to that. So this is uh, Seinfeld season five, episode seven, the non-fat yogurt. So it begins where they're, they're enjoying yogurt. Uh, they think it's non-fat. Uh, they can't believe it's non-fat. Uh, Kramer's invested in it. We learn right away here. And this is the first moment where I'm just like, this is why Jerry kicks ass is that this felt real to me is like, they're all enjoying it. And just as a kid is walking by, he goes, this is so fucking good. (laughs) I love that so very much. That brings me so much joy. Uh, and And real quick, Travis, real quick. 
this also introduces one of my favorite things about Seinfeld. I just want to get this in okay. real quick because the kid and the mother, they know who he is because everybody knows each other. I know. Yeah, I in like Seinfeld. that. Seinfeld. Like everybody picture. knows each yeah, other. Yeah, well, yeah, it's yeah. New York City. I mean, yeah. you don't. <laughs> It's you like bump into suburb. people all the it's time. It's like a right? suburb. Mm-hmm. Well, no, it, it, it's it, it, they're taking the format from the old Abbott and Costello TV show from sure. the fifties. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. All, it's full of all that. Knows each other. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and so the kid and the mom say, "He's like, she's like Jerry." He's like, "Oh, I'm sorry. I love that read. The, the, it's certain reads of his. Like I know uh, at the time, like he was really kind of. It's like he's just doing his act at times. But there are certain reads that Jerry has that I think are are, are second to none. And and these two there really uh, click with me. Uh, then uh, my favorite. I think uh, further down the uh, the journey, the rabbit hole here of this podcast. I'll, well, we'll go on to like the tertiary characters. We'll do a secondary character episode, but we'll get to like the tertiary characters, the ones who are only there for like two or three. And Lloyd Braun, oh my God, is totally one of my favorite uh, tertiary characters because he shows up and the first thing George says is he thinks he's so cool. And that really, <laughs> that was really stuck with me. I love that, that mentality. And one of the first things that, that Braun says when he's hanging out with them is, is oh boy, there's a lot of major chicks at this place <laughs> and for a guy who we've been told who we th- who thinks he's so cool. And that's one of the first things he says. That's hilarious. That's so great, man. You totally understand why George said that. And George uh, does his little arm movement here that, that Braun calls him on. Um, and uh, right away, uh, Braun sees Elaine comes out and says, Hey, she's a doll. And Elaine likes him. Uh, and then, uh, so this cuts back to, to Jerry's apartment. He's had the show of his life. He's had a great show. Uh, he's got mm-hmm. it all on cassette tape. He's cassette got it on tape. tape. Um, uh, Elaine walks in. She's bit down on a fork. I uh, like there's that kind of a minutiae we talk about how like something like that can like fuck up your day. Kramer notices she's she's getting heavy. I love this. Kramer's pretty awesome in this episode. I will say mm-hmm. he's like, boy, you've gained like seven or eight pounds. <laughs> Uh, Jerry as well, uh, both have gained weight. And I'm like, it can't be that non-fat, like that, it's, it's non-fat. You said it was non-fat. He's like, guess again, Tubby. <laughs> He's like, and later, later on, he says, I'll tell you what, Chubbs. Like he won't stop making fun of him. Uh, so that's good. I like that a lot. It cuts to uh, George's parents' house. And, and Johnny had mentioned this scene <laughs> earlier in, in the week. I really, I had forgotten about it. And Frank, uh, George's dad is talking about Tommy Toon is Tommy a very Toon. good dancer. <laughs> It's 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 his height. It makes it's him seem more lanky. <laughs> and then the, the, my my choice of the line of all time. He goes, uh, "Tap dancers, it's all in the shoes." <laughs> well, it is, isn't it? I think there is some skill to it. Um. Anyways, uh, so Lloyd is at the door. Uh, George has to continue doing the arm thing. And Lloyd has made uh, an appointment with the mayor, Mayor Dinkins' doctor. So he's like, oh, wow, it's so exciting. And this guy's just showing, showing off. And I love uh, Estelle's line here, too, of how she's like, oh, boy, that Lloyd Braun is something. I've used that. I've used that so many times in uh, real life, just talking about uh, any sort of handsome guy. on. It's usually a handsome guy on television. I'll say it to my wife. It's like, what kind of looks Jason to you Mama is something. <laughs> um so yeah uh oh so the kid's mom shows up at at jerry's house knocks on the door um and and she says uh, every uh you got to talk to him because every word of out of his mouth lately is fuck 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 um and 
he's like, okay, I'll talk to him. And Lloyd Braun asks uh, George for Elaine's number. He says he doesn't have it. Um, uh, there's, what's the line? Newman has a line of, oh yeah, okay. Oh, there's a great shot here. New, it cuts to Newman and his like, um, uh, his fellow postal bosses. Yeah. And they're just evil. like, just chowing down. They're having the time of their life. And he's relaying the end of some story where he's, where he's, <laughs> where he's effed over some, some um, elderly woman. And yes, a grandma. The last thing he says is, nice try, granny. And they're all just laughing hysterically. Bag of a line. Yep. I love how Newman is like the ringleader in this. Yes. Because he's always kind of the secondary guy, the loser that they make fun of. And here he like owns the group. And the, yeah. That, this is his posse. And they're sitting down and they're yes. having and some frozen yogurt. <laughs> and look, they just love the fact that it's non fat. Yeah. Can you believe yeah. it? Like that's just the greatest thing in the world to him. Um, uh, during the so they bring the yogurt to the lab. Kramer flirts with the lab tech. Uh, we learn Giuliani's blood is there. I I, I watched the uh, uh, there's a I, I own all of the uh, DVDs and it's a really good uh, collection in terms of like the uh, uh, extras and stuff. And the the uh, uh, write up about this is they filmed two different versions of this because of uh, the mayor race. Hey, uh, mm -hmm. oh, so really? it was Giuliani or Dinkins about who was going to win and. Um, so they had to do this different, these different ways. Um, and George walks in. Why does he say this? You can probably remember here, John, this is your guy. My whole life is a lie. I have this written down. What is he talking about? Uh, he's talking about how long he could fake doing the arm thing. That's right. My whole life is a lie. That's right. That's right. No let's get, if you don't mind, just go back a little quick. When you said things that don't hold up, sting Rudy Giuliani. Kind of uh, like, I know, Ugh. man. Ugh. Yeah, seeing his face on here again, like even though he's like a young spring chicken, he no, still he got. Uh, he still has those what uh, Deezus and Merrill refer to as those white devil teeth. You know, the ones mm -hmm. that are just perfect. <laughs> and the, and the and, and the biggest comb over in New York history. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, Donald Trump's from New York, isn't? Yeah. Oh yeah, and they're tight, <laughs> and they're they're best best pals. Those two. Um, so, oh, here, uh, uh, Jerry, or the kid shows up at uh, Jerry's apartment. And he's like, you remember Jerry? He's like, the kid's like, yeah, of course. He's a funny fuck. <laughs> talking about, they're just dropping F-bombs like crazy on this. It's uh, so good because Jerry, there's no swearing ever. I know, never. Again. It, but it's the only episode, maybe one or two other times. Yeah, yeah. I they know. never drink. They're all pretty crotchety and cynical, but mm -hmm. they're fairly straight legs. It's true, uh, it's true. Uh, and it's a play, and it's a play on that, that Steinfeld is one of the most successful comedians out there and he never has right. performed blue. Yeah, right. Point. Just a play right. on that too. Um, so uh, Jerry's discussion with the kid is really good. I haven't done it before and I'm not going to do it again. He kind of gets the okay sign from, uh, from Elaine and Jerry and or Elaine and George because like you've done a good job and then he's on the phone about something just as the kid starts pulling the tape out of the out of the or the the cassette and this is what I think is the greatest line in sitcom history. <laughs> he's like, "What what the fuck are you doing, you little piece of shit?" <laughs> I die for that man i die for that every time that is awesome like and, and they're just like the shock and like everybody's freaking out and and the response to it it's such like a um that's so always natural. going to be shocking and it's always yeah. it is super shock it is yeah. supernatural and it's always going to be jarring no matter what happens to like uh you know the 
the state of comedy and what sitcoms are joking about these days and stuff. That's there's there's something about that. That's what I mean. That's what that's a timelessness in this episode. And that but that line is just so killer and feels so real. I, I use that. I use that uh, that gif when uh, I'm playing against my friends. Uh, uh, kids on like Mario Kart or online. I'll send that like if one of their kids be too, what the fuck are you doing you little piece of shit? <laughs> All right, so okay. uh, The kids good too because he doesn't yeah, break. Yeah, 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 really good. Uh, dead he keeps his mouth awesome. shut, yeah. yeah. Um, so Crane with the lab tech knocks over Giuliani's blood. We cut to uh, Elaine explaining Jerry's lie or George's lie to Lloyd Braun um, uh, about the uh, elbow. She didn't want to start with that um he, oh she, she gives him the name tag idea about how this should be a part of the idea that everyone in new york should wear name tags uh lloyd braun puts his arm around uh elaine as they're walking out the door you kind of notice he realizes that she's put on some pounds um elaine breaks his chair we find out that she broke her chair when he was hanging out at her place and said and she's and, and afterwards she was like boy you're a lot of woman and uh, Kramer enters and explains Dinkin's name tag plan and they're laughing about it. This is just as a phone call comes in to Jerry and the, and the, the, uh, the verdict is in. And he's like, fat! I love that line, or that read. Uh, George at the doctor's office and suggests that he is faking. That's a good, uh, really funny scene. Uh, but he bumps his I, elbow. Yeah, sorry. I, I just want, uh, George's facial expressions during that scene, the doctor starts to say... Yes to explain what this mystery ailment might be. And he says, oh, well, somebody would have to be very mentally disturbed. And George (laughs) just gives it this like pondering look. He doesn't say anything. Just the facial expressions, the subtleties that he He's he's clearly been caught in a lie. It reminds me a bit of, of, um, the way uh, in Scarface when Tony Montana is like up there and they're like sawing, they're about to, they're about to chainsaw the guy's uh, arm off. He's like, Coke's not down in the car, man. Like he doesn't, he's just not breaking a thing. Um, but he's like, of course he's been busted, but he does, he bangs his, he actually does bang his elbow on the way out. Giuliani's on TV. Uh, Lloyd Braun has been fired for the name tag fiasco. Um, George laughing with his parents about the name tag because he loves it. He loves that Lloyd Braun has failed. That's an interesting uh, character wrinkle there. Uh, Giuliani makes a statement about the yogurt. Um, uh, the gang eating yogurt that's no good anymore at the end. This is as it's wrapping up. It wraps up all, this, all the stories. This is a really nicely told story. In terms of that's, I think there's a big reason why I like this, this episode too is it really does the A, B, and C plot all kind of tie up really well. And finally, the kid on the way out says, thanks for ruining my dad's business, you fat fuck. Uh, and and uh, for all the, um, here's something that I, I don't think uh, about Jerry Seinfeld. As a person, I don't think he's aged very well. I don't think he's, uh, he doesn't come off as a real likable person. I think he, he's one of those people who has got more money than God and isn't in touch with uh, reality anymore. Like kind of the same thing that happens to, I don't know you know, George Lucas or Tiger Woods or whoever, right? Like you just see interviews with them. And they don't feel like human beings anymore. But for the show, the show still, I, I feel still stands up and his character still stands up. And for, so I, the only thing I think some of his stand up, I think has not aged the best, but his last bit here about cursing, uh, I think is good. Um, so that's my episode. That's my uh, Jerry as the best character. But I did want to ask Katie Ellen, Jerry Seinfeld stand up. Uh, then, uh, now, 
forever? Has it changed for you? Has it, has it ever, has it ever meant anything to you? Hmm. I mean, I think it certainly is meant something. So he's a type of comedian where he's, he's so precise, you know, and it, with observational comedy, there's a couple of guys, uh, even modern day who are, who do that same sort of thing with just this high level of precision. And it is, it's very fun to watch an audience because any person often can be like, I've used lamps. I know exactly what he's talking about. <laughs> yes, yes. You know, there's not really a barrier to entry. Uh, so just from a craft point of view, I have an appreciation, right. but I can't say that it means anything. I've right. never yeah. felt anything. Yeah. When I watch, you know, and you don't learn a single thing about Jerry mm -hmm. Seinfeld as a person over decades of an act, like barely even now you'd be like, oh, he has children, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, or he's married to a woman. Yeah. And even then, you, then you just get like, cause women do what you're like, it's very, <laughs> you know, you don't learn. I mean, she's a woman now. Oh, no, no. I remember there was a time when oh. he was dating someone who was oh, dating a, woman. a child. Yes. Yes. That yeah. Was, yeah. A future one. I talk about not the best person. Yeah. 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 Comedy's bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny how I mean. Have you ever read his book, Sign Language? A long time ago, and yeah. that's just his his bits, isn't it? It, it is. It, yeah. It's his act verbatim, and I couldn't even get through it. I mm -hmm. mean, I love Seinfeld more than pretty much anything. Yeah, other yeah. Than my kids and my family, and I couldn't get through it. And he prefaces the whole book by saying. It's all about the delivery. It depends on the crowd and all that kind of stuff. There's yeah. other qualitative aspects that go into these things. And it's true. I mean, mm -hmm. as I read a lot of the bits, you knew you've seen it before and you've laughed. And then when you read it, it's not so funny. But yeah. I've actually seen him twice live. Mm -hmm. And how long uh, ago? How long ago? Uh, one was, was kind of, yeah, the most recent, well, probably. 10 years ago now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the first time, maybe 15 to mm -hmm. 20. Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, I'm, I'm not a huge stand up uh, comedian or fan of stand up mm -hmm. comedy. Can't relate. I, I, well, <laughs> I, I apologize, I Katie. I and it. I did watch yours the other night and I did laugh out loud. So yeah. there's a feather in your cap. Yeah. Uh, awesome. But just in general, it's just, it's very difficult. Right. I, I mean, you're up there and you're trying to deliver something and you've got a room full of people and everyone's got different interests. So mm -hmm. um, generally it's it's tough for me to get into it unless someone's really good. Anyway, Seinfeld, one of my favorite quotes about stand up comedy is that a comedian is not someone who says funny things. It's someone who says things funny. Mm -hmm. Right. So yeah. to echo what you're saying about, yeah, to read, sure. just to read a transcript of his act, to read a transcript of yeah. almost anyone's act. Yeah. It's terrible. I've had to type out transcripts for TV tapings and things. You have to submit them yeah. to the yeah. network mm -hmm. and nothing will shatter your confidence more because you're yeah. like, well, there's yeah. not even, I don't think there's a joke in here. Yeah. Yeah. I get <laughs> it. Well, and that translates to the show too, because I've often wondered, is it the actors, which, I mean, we're all going to, have our favorites here but all in all the four of them are just phenomenal yeah and yeah, yeah. there's a i've game, always game of yeah i've always tried to figure out is it the acting or is it the writing because the lines are brilliant as well so 
it's really a two-way street in that respect. And, and it's the Larry and it's the David and it's the sure. a little bit of everything. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't... I I remember thinking his stand-up at the time was like, because it was sharp and it was just uh, uh, accessible, as we've all said, but I, I don't find it funny going back to watch it. And I definitely don't find his new... His new stuff is atrocious. I, I think... I, 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 it's also, I find it hard right now to connect to observational comedy right. and it might just be contextually, but you know, we're like we're in the middle of a global pandemic and uh, civil rights uprising. And it's so tough to be like, models do walk funny. Who gives a fuck? Are you serious? <laughs> Shut the fuck. Tell me anything stuff, you care right? about. Yeah. Yeah. I do really enjoy his uh, stand-up routine before the episodes. They only did it for maybe half the seasons. Yeah, uh, yeah, I find yeah. That's what I'm saying. Are, like are some of these good. are better than others of the yeah. ones we watched here today. Because uh, uh, if, if uh, unless uh, do we have any other uh, final thoughts on my episodes, uh, the non-fat non-fat yogurt, you guys? One last thing. Yeah. Number one, I've never cared for Jerry Seinfeld's stand-up. Not yeah. never my bag. Number two, this was one of the very New York City-centric episodes. And one of the big complaints I'd always hear from people who don't like Seinfeld, right. it's too New York. Now, for a lot of the country, that's coded language about New York. But my roommates say the same thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> They're not like that at all. Yeah. And this one really is New York. I don't know how much the Dinkins and Giuliani stuff. Sure. Everywhere else. Sure. Um, yeah. They, they find. I mean, I think it's not. I don't. It's not even to New York. It's like to a specific neighborhood in Manhattan. You know, <laughs> like that's not New York. Right. For most people. All right. Uh so all right so can we can we go back uh can we can now that we know the general idea do you mind if i uh go into your episode now katie L? yeah hit I, it I love, sorry let me just pop okay. in one more time all right i've sure, been watching a lot and i'll keep it brief mm -hmm. i noticed three out of the four episodes are all from season four and five yeah and season four starts with the pot uh sorry the trip to la to go find kramer so <sighs> yeah. that's the first season that really kills yeah. for some yeah. the first three are yeah, you so, know, so, yeah no, I, there's I mean, some greatness, but it slows the down. writers themselves and the, everyone who worked on season four refer to it as like their uh, the like the Sergeant Pepper season. Oh, really? That's the one that that finishes with the um the pilot, right? The pilot, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, and that uh, that LA episode, those LA episodes, oh, are like they're phenomenal. they they feel like they're from a completely different series but with the same characters i love it i love you those always, episodes you always like sitcoms where they go on the road yes <laughs> like there was the family ties where they went to europe yeah like but that one had such a weird feel to it too it like it got really dark in parts um yeah yeah but uh, this is why i maintain the best show ever made is breaker high because they're never at home yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh all right, so <laughs> we go back to that. We'll do a breaker high episode. Yeah, yeah. Of YMT. I, I'd, I'd need I, that. I would need a uh, kind of a bit more refresh. <laughs> um, we go back one, uh, just about half a season. Season four, episode thirteen. Uh, this is the pick. This is the Elaine episode that Katie Allen has picked. And this opening bit, this is where I talk about where he's talking about fashion. I yeah, this did not click for me, but I did. I remember I, I stole his bit. Uh, when I was in uh, high school and had to do at the year end like home ec fashion show, I, I actually just did that bit from sign language that uh, this one. Um, George, uh, 
uh, lamenting losing Susan right away at the beginning. Uh, Elaine calls out from the bathroom. I love that she's in the bathroom. This, this is the kind of stuff I, I love about her character amongst this little fucking boys club, right? Um, Jerry's eating cereal here. I like that. Uh, George asks uh, Elaine about his therapist, um, about her therapist. Um, okay, so, oh, yeah. Oh, Jerry had a, here's the other thing. I, Jerry has like so many throwaway lines. This is why I love Jerry are his throwaway lines. And this, Just he has a, a throwaway line that I'd completely forgotten about from this episode. And, he, and she asks like, who's, who are you meeting? She's a model I met on the plane. <laughs> Ooh, that that smugness is like you can't like uh, you can't. That opening also with Jerry and George. You are you mentioned it earlier. I think Johnny about like harkening back to real classic television. It's very very like that fifties. The the back and forth just off the top of the episode is very beautiful. Where you know, oh, I miss her. You don't. I yes. loved her. You didn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Elaine yeah. shouts out from the bathroom. You didn't yeah. even like her. <laughs> <laughs> Who uh, says? You said. <laughs> uh, oh, here's where we notice. So this episode four. This is where again they're really cooking. Like you, as you guys said, uh, Kramer gets a slight a bit of a uh, bit of applause when he enters the room here. That wasn't a a huge thing that lasted for too long, I think, but it was around for a while. Um, uh, okay, Elaine sees a picture of a Christmas card. Kramer suggests she do it. Uh, George sings uh, a bit of his uh, "Hey, did you happen to see the most beautiful girl in the world?" Um, and I don't know that song. Is that uh, it? Popular? Mentions that. Well, that's the thing with like these DVDs. You can put on these notes about nothing. They're just yeah, so yeah. in depth, and oh, it's basically cool. pop up video that uh, right. that is on for the whole thing if you want. Uh, yes. And I did do that for for this one, and I I, I didn't write down the guy's name. <laughs> Sorry, um, no, but I know the song. Um, uh, so Tia Van Camp is wearing ocean. She's wearing uh, 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 something that smells like the beach, which is a reference to the third se- a, a, se- a story from the third season. Um, uh, and Jerry's freaking out because he knows that, that he came up with this idea. Kramer comes in to get a dust buster. I love this scene. They're supposed <laughs> to keep uh, apart. Uh, I love a nice dust buster uh, gag with the smell after he gets him to stand back and back. Uh, George meets with a therapist and has like these zipper problems right off the start. Jerry and Elaine uh, get to his uh, place and, um, oh, Jerry and Elaine get back to his place and he opens the, the Christmas card. And I love, uh, Jerry, I love, this is an awesome reveal of what's wrong of, of that. Is that uh, a nipple on the, on the, the card? Um, and the way she's reacting is awesome and hilarious. And they call in Newman to see if he can find it. And that scene is so quick and they just zip him out of there. Of course he sees it. Uh, I, I love how Kramer just kind of slaps him on the I back know, when they're the done with him. Yeah, it's like, kind of like, Kramer yeah, doesn't say a word. It's just like, yes. you're my boy, but yeah. you done good. Get out of here. Yeah. Uh, Jerry and Kramer show their nipples, a really memorable scene. Uh, <laughs> therapist freaks out on george's zipper so she's just making things worse and george sees the christmas card in the office um jerry this is where jerry is caught picking i think this should have been called the nipple to be honest this episode that's more the a plot than the pick for sure Um, and it's it's elaine centered too yeah yeah which is probably what drew katie allen to yeah um uh, I love this, the conversation with George and Jerry here, where it feels like two, two bro dudes really kind of being honest with each other. 
Was it a scratch or a pick? <laughs> Come on. It's me. Come on. It's me. Nostril penetration. <laughs> like, oh my God. I love that. And they're talking about Moses in the desert. I, I guarantee Moses was a picker. This is pretty good stuff. Um, a draw, yeah, every desert air. Come on. Yeah. Elaine enters uh, and she's freaking out. Everyone's calling me Nip. I love that. Uh, George is mad he didn't get a Christmas card and and she just like lets him have it. Here's your Christmas card and the way he looks when he comes up. Oh this is God. awesome. Uh, apparently that scene was, wasn't in the original script uh, and they came up with it on really? the set, uh, which speaks well to the genius of Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Yeah. Julia Louis-Dreyfus is like independently wealthy. Do you guys know this about her? She always yeah, has been, uh, like forever. But she's still, like this is love of the craft stuff. Like this and V, like she's been, she's been in terms of actors uh, post Seinfeld and their work and who they are and like human beings, she is far and above everybody, man. I mean, I think uh, uh, we'll talk a little less about your guys' uh, extracurricular <laughs> stuff, uh, Kramer, <laughs> at the end here. But Fair enough. Um, I just, like she's, yeah, I mean, it is uh, like, look, look, we're not, this is, we're doing the head to head thing like uh, our boy Adam Pateman had said before, our, you know, the standard, you know, head to head episode here, but we're really celebrating the, the chemistry of these guys. And, and uh, Elaine is obviously a huge part of that. Um, Sorry, just that scene where, she, so George doesn't get the Christmas card. She sent it to a hundred other people and George is pissed off. Where's my Christmas card? Yes, and yes. she shoves his head into yeah. her chest and yeah. rubs it around. Yeah. I howl yeah. every time I see yeah. that. It's always and great. It's just, yeah. and his hair is all bear. Yeah. It's just so taken aback. Yeah, and he's just like shocked. That. He's dumbfounded. It's that line, the here's your Christmas card. Yeah. Will yeah, exactly. never leave here you. Me. Yeah. And yeah. she's so confident. She's so pissed off. She's <laughs> like, here, <clears throat> there you go. There's your yeah. Christmas yeah. card. Yeah. Um, no, Kramer. Uh, okay, so Susan and George are at the diner. George comes off super pathetic here, just the worst. He's talking about putting his glasses on a rock and things like this, and is just just saying whatever she wants to hear. He had mentioned her um, stairs earlier in the episodes and how much he hated those steps to her apartment, but wants to get back with her anyways. But I, that that scene in the diner is almost the first authentic couple moment, maybe in the series. Like mm -hmm. you don't see real moments like that like yeah you know he's being so dumb he's given this very dumb analogy Ugh, about yes. the pasteurization <laughs> and things and she's sitting there like what a dummy yeah but it wins her over I in know, the way that like that it's one of the very few authentic kind of couple it. moments where you're like oh why do i like this dummy yes yeah it's yeah. true and, and they have an actual sort of tender you see they're like oh they yeah. there's something yeah yeah i get it even um, though there's totally not. Yes. Even though oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, so Kramer gets in to, uh, to talk with Calvin Klein uh, because of uh, the beach. This is a fair. Oh, my gosh. Like, you got, uh, we got a bonus classic Kramer scene here. Um, um, but, uh, oh, yeah, and Tia Van Camp basically splits up with Jerry in the, in the hall here. Um, Elaine and, and, 
uh, oh yeah, he's uh, Fred at work. Like all these people are coming in and like he's upset with her because she, she's been dating a guy who's a Christian, right? Don't we learn that at the beginning? They set up all this he's stuff beautifully yeah. for at this beginning. Uh, uh, she talks with her sister Gail on the phone. I love this, that her, her teenage, her nephew, she didn't, I don't know where it is. Like check under his mattress or something. It's such a uh, pre-internet. Which is sort of dark. Yeah. <laughs> wow, dark. Yeah, good point, good point. Um, I, sorry, can I just interrupt? Can go I go back to the elevator scene where Jerry's with Tia, the model, who yeah. has caught him in the pick and now he's chased her down. She yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was uh, going to get to it because it, oh. like, there's two different, there's like he first kind of, they first are back okay. and forth, All but right, then there's going. another one that comes right after uh, oh, because oh, we, we we cut. It's really good the way they're cutting this all together here. Because we get George walking up the stairs to reveal that like shit, this is falling apart for him. <laughs> then we get the classic scene of Kramer in his underwear with his with his body uh, thing smearing on the wall, like his makeup smearing on the wall. And then we get that awesome dramatic read from uh, Jerry here, where he quotes the Merchant of Venice and uh, the the Elephant Man. Oh, I don't know the Merchant of Venice. I, yeah. I was going to talk about the Elephant Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, Seinfeld quotes a lot of movies, and and there's probably a bunch that I don't even know. My mom told me about the Elephant Man one. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the Merchant of Venice? It's uh, somebody by Big Willie style. Oh, I know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> what's the line in the Seinfeld episode? Uh, if you prick us, not do we that not I've bleed? seen the Merchant. If you of prick Venice, us, do we not bleed? If you prick us, do we not bleed? And it's, and uh, it's a famous okay, right. like uh, it's a, the character is Shylock. Like it's a famous like. Uh, uh, to show that because uh, he plays a Jewish character too, right? And that's the other thing too, right? Oh, okay. Is Seinfeld reading this line? Like, um, yeah, it's a very famous uh, soliloquy. Um, so uh, Jerry with, yeah, that awesome dramatic read. Uh, Elaine, uh, is, I, I love her. It's, and she gets a great dramatic uh, line here too on the way out. Like uh, you are uh, uh, the nipple on society or whatever it is that she's shouting out at them. Yeah, it was really great. And that, and that wraps up her story there. So she just ends up the shit end of the stick in this episode. Um, and I can see how that would be relatable, Katie. I wanna, <laughs> um, so back at the diner, George reveals how he, uh, he, he once he got up to the stairs, he was picking his nose so he, he'd get away. Um, up to Kramer, my wrist. Yeah, 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 I'm up to my wrist. Kramer comes in with the magazine where he's in the ad for Calvin Klein. And then at the end, the last video was like, I'm not sure, but is that? And it fades and, and that's uh, kind of wraps it up. So I'm going to leave this question open to you. Katie Allen, you can give your full thoughts and give me your answer uh, first here. But I want this question, I want this answer for everybody. Mm-hmm. What do you think is showing? Is it his nutsack or his penis tip? <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> It's funny. I wanted to bring this up. Most uh, of the question nipple. is for Katie Allen. Okay. The question right. is I on apologize. the floor. The yes. question on the floor is nutsack or penis tip. I apologize for the female. Katie Allen. <laughs> nutsack good question. or penis tip. I mean, certainly, I was imagining it in the photo being uh, that indiscernible. Where you're like, because you would okay. only see probably sure. like a little, sure. a little <laughs> section. But location, gonna, location, location. What, well, here's a, this the, uh, full conjecture. <laughs> My imagine if I were playing the character of Kramer yes. as a character choice, mm-hmm. I would, as part of my backstory, be a very longed, bald gentleman. Yeah. Be very, I'd be very long in the ball. So <laughs> yeah. I expect yeah. that we are looking at scrotum. Okay, okay. Oh, All right. Okay. So we got one vote for scrotum. 
Um, can you? Uh... That is on the campaign T-shirt. <laughs> Let's go. So, your thoughts about uh, uh, Elaine and and this episode? Oh, about why she's such a goddamn icon. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, this powerhouse. Mm-hmm. I mean, body. <laughs> positive she is a free the nipple pioneer yeah <laughs> putting it out there yeah. she is slapping the face of the patriarchy with every stamped card first of all that she's even sending out christmas cards is quite endearing i love mail sending it receiving it oh it's who doesn't like getting a card it's lovely it's a lovely gesture and then i just i supremely love her arc of being horrified you know why first of all she's horrified she wants to blame kramer she wants to place the blame elsewhere and it's awful and she's getting all these nicknames and she's just run down by it and her life is in ruins and then she just owns that shit like yeah you know what my nipple is out yeah deal with it yeah that is pretty fucking awesome yeah she told she does that in other episodes i can't think of a specific example but she takes her nipples out in other episodes no no not that specific but there's points where you know it's a little bit uncomfortable and then she's just like fuck this i don't give a shit yeah well (laughs) yeah because of the the patriarchy as you say katie ellen that's what she she's here to to to, just like you she's here to keep us honest that's right to do your powerfully child-free by choice also bold for the time anytime really yeah yeah for sure career-minded um and like I think like timeless fashion, they all kind of have a weird kind of timeless fashion too. Even George, like I don't know if you guys have ever looked up the. the... I think it only feels timeless because all of Gen Z is dressing like it's the nineties. Yeah, yeah well, like a normcore. <laughs> I mean, right now, yeah, yeah. I guess yeah, normcore is is huge now, right? But that idea of normcore came from the sneakers with 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 jeans in a and and a nice collared shirt. Like you see that all the time now. Um, so for your listeners at home, normcore. Normcore is a, a style of uh, fashion design um, that okay. was honestly inspired by Seinfeld and like nineties, uh, okay. as, uh, as you were saying. Um, well, I like say, a Valley it, Village, so I'm, I'm not too. I, that's, that's where you get yeah, that that's stuff. Where, yeah, that's that's where okay, you get yeah, that yeah, shit, I, man. Well, I figured. <laughs> I fully support. So baggy I'm totally normcore. Baggy pants. You think baggy pants will make a comeback? Oh, I <laughs> love the nineties. I love the nineties. Yeah. Well, no, no, not that baggy. The nineties. That nineties look with the tapered carpenter. Yeah, I remember those. Loved them. Yeah, uh, I remember not getting laid in those. Uh, <laughs> anything else uh, you want to say so, about the pick, oh. Katie Allen? Jesus Christ, I know, I'm sure. <laughs> Your time will come. I'll put my muzzle on or my okay. ball gag. Uh, I think one thing that Elaine has that the other characters don't have is an ability to move between worlds, which again, I think also maybe is a bit of a survival tactic as a woman, but she holds her own with those dirtbags. Those are her people for sure. She's mm-hmm. a real piece of shit. She can, she can throw down with them. <laughs> She can be in that. Yeah. But she also has a capacity that they don't have to function in other realms. You know, like she has a professional life that she's very ambitious about. She will go to baby showers or whatever. She will try to make an effort. She will try to amend and try to be less shitty. Mm -hmm. I like it. So in that way, I think if we're talking like superhero skills, she's just more versatile. For sure. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's the, uh, she's the, She's like my my the Johnny Hedgepeth, my military. Career? She's the 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 utility guy. 
<laughs> the utility. Uh, yeah, it can do it all. And Julia Louis-Dreyfus is the most talented member of the cast. I, I, yeah, for sure. That's what I was. That's really? kind of what wow. I was getting at. I, uh, I, I think did. in terms really? of like, yeah, yes. overall yes. actors. Far yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I I can't agree with that. I, really? I, look, George is not my man, but the way he's got so many different elements to him as well, and he's got the cocky George, the pathetic George, <laughs> the in between right. body George. He just. I, I, I think I'm, I'm going body of work though. Yeah, between okay. this yeah. I think George is a close second. Yeah. Sure. Yes, yes. Yeah. Also, in terms of. Uh, <laughs> Uh, human beings like I don't know much about Jason Alexander but he he, he makes it second just by default <laughs> oh really yeah, yeah. Why? what's I don't know much about him. okay oh, that's for another that's what I mean I don't know much about him <laughs> it's almost <laughs> okay, like default okay. it helps that I don't know much about him I know enough about Michael Richards and I know enough about Jerry Seinfeld <laughs> <laughs> and I know enough about like Julia Louis-Dreyfus walks the fucking walk, man. In terms of like uh, progressive causes and gives oh, a shit really? about oh, uh, yeah. getting out there, and and um, yeah, she's awesome. And and somebody who, like I said, comes from money but is still doing something uh, that uh, is really the love of the craft, and I find that super yeah. inspiring. Um, so you said uh, nutsack Johnny Hedgepeth. Well, sir, as how did you put it on that show we did? Was it? Uh, I'm, I'm on the scrub boat. That was a fuzzy cashew or whatever. Left fuzzy cashew. Sure. Left fuzzy cashew. Okay. All okay. The way. Uh, uh, any thoughts on on the app before we go into yours here? Uh, just the, the one part that always makes me cringe, laugh the most in this is George singing. If you happen to see. <laughs> But babe, and finally Jerry goes, I'm just going to have to ask you to leave. Yes, oh, I love that. I love that. Kills yeah. me. It also, I mean, in that scene made me think, I was like, it's wild that over all the seasons, they never once took advantage of Jason Alexander being a song and dance man, which in any other show, you mm. would have got to that event. You would have been like, listen, oh, yeah. he, he can yeah, do this trick and we just got to write it in. Right. And what his background's Broadway, is it? Uh, yeah, a little bit of everything. Oh, yeah, oh, he's really? triple threat, okay. man. You don't remember the old McDLT episode or commercial? No. Really? Showcase. really? So oh, no. I'm going to have to. Oh, yeah. That one. Oh, yeah. That's that's, no, I mean, that, like, that'll totally show you that that's what he was known for. Like that kind of, hey, <laughs> lettuce and tomato on the cool, cool side. <laughs> and that, that's why I think it's so brilliant because it, George is not like that really right George is not a song and no, dance except no. for when he gets Jerry guys and dolls tickets for his birthday <laughs> he's just he's he's that he's more of a manly guy and, and not manly or he just, tries to be he's, he's just yeah. A, yeah a dork exactly. he's, a, he's a man child yeah yeah a man child yeah. man child's a good yeah term. these guys are all different types of man children though i would i would suggest <laughs> for sure um but is it the dick or the balls oh, yeah. the question. <laughs> so this i'm gonna open i'm finally getting my chance here i'm gonna <laughs> open this up because there's a few instances where they just it's a very innocuous type of a situation where they don't get into the specifics and the nipple is one of them yeah. How does the nipple just start I know, showing? I know, I know. And, and I, as I was watching, I was thinking, is it just like a headlight showing through the shirt? Or no, no I mean, she says I missed a button. A button, But yeah, it's got to be a real side I profile. I know. But it I doesn't know. matter. I'm that's, trying to that's, imagine it. That's really the beauty of it. And yeah. I'm, I'm trying to get a sneak peek at the card. And obviously the card's just a prop. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's yeah. another you're, one. You're a real creep, Aaron. Ball sack or, nip, or, oh, ball, sack or, ball sack or penis tip? 
I'd never even thought about it. I just <laughs> I know. automatically figured it's got to be the tip. Or okay. Oh, interesting. Oh. Shaft I would have gone sort. ball sack. I would have gone ball sack. So we got three, three, really? three scrotes, one tip. Interesting. Um, okay. I guess dot, dot org. I don't love it <laughs> as our band name, but it's not bad. <laughs> I was going to say dot gov. So mm-hmm. I'm going to throw one more out there. I know, I know we don't want to get off topic. The move. Yeah. I've had debates with friends about that. What is the move? Oh yeah. Yeah. That it's one. From yeah, another yeah. episode. And this. Could right, be right, 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 right. So yeah, I've uh, always thought it was during intercourse, but everybody yeah. else says, no, it can't be. He's not doing, doing a counterclockwise swirl with this. <laughs> there is a counterclockwise oh. swirl. They say something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So everyone else thinks it's kind of lingus, but I think it's. <laughs> I, thought, I always yeah. assumed it was, I always assumed it was kind of lingus. All right. All right. All right. Um, all right. So, uh, uh, we'll move on to, uh, the George episode as selected by Johnny Hedgepeth, which oddly enough was selected by, by my, my buddy, Steve, who, uh, had backed out, um, which is the opposite from season five, episode 22, the same season. Um, our first, I want to say three episodes. I wanted to make sure here. I think we're all Tom Sharonis specials. He's like the guy, the, like the their favorite director. Um, yeah, I know that that mine was, and I'm pretty sure uh, yours was, uh, Johnny, from the the same se- uh, season. Uh, so stand up. They have uh, not a bad bit about hankies, even though nobody has hankies anymore. And I can see what you mean here about Katie Allen, how he didn't really, he never really reveals anything about himself. He doesn't really show the vulnerability that great comics do. Um, I mean, I, I think it's authentic for him. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't think he's different at any other nope. time. I think no. that's just, you know, how sure. he is. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's just so in that way, else. it's the same as modern comedy because it is, he's, he's being authentically himself. Yeah. That's fascinating. I never thought about it that way. Um, especially when you know him now, right? This is not a guy who like, I don't know. He just comes off like, especially those, those uh, comedians in cars getting coffee. You can tell when he, he has a level of respect for somebody you can tell when he's, he's just kind of filling a quota and he's really looking down upon them. And there's way more of the latter than the former from the ones that I've seen. Um, I mean, we really did not know nearly as much about autism when this show was airing. Yeah. 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 Uh, what, what, please elaborate. What are we talking from? What do you mean by that? Oh, I mean that Jerry Seinfeld is autistic. Oh, (laughs) I figured that. <laughs> I mean, he self he self diagnosed. He identifies. Really oh, no interesting. Really? Possible. Yeah, 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 yeah. He has that that kind of what people see as like sociopathy kind of ish. <laughs> well, um, no, of, not to back, equate those things. Not in a tear. Uh, you know that. No, you. Know I believe that. he is also probably a sociopath. Yes, yeah, but you know that, like how you kind of have to fake uh, the like you are. Uh, have that level of caring kind of thing that you hear about sure. from people on the spectrum. I'm saying this as an educator. Yes. All right. Yes. Yeah. As and as an educator, I'd ask that previous really important question about ball sack or penis tip. All right. Season five, episode twenty-two, <laughs> the opposite. Uh, as I said, a nice bit about hankies to open. George looking lovingly at the ocean. Both at the beginning, the both of these begin with George just wistfully missing something. I love that on Seinfeld. It, it, they're always wistfully thinking about things. It's always at the beach. Mm-hmm. It cracks me up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Elaine gets a promotion right away at the beginning. We learned that she's also dating Jake Jarmel. Had he been in a previous episode, Jake Jarmel? Yes. Two, Which yes. one? One as one her boyfriend with the exclamation point. Yes. But one as a totally, diff- yeah. totally different character in the trip 
he's one of the cops. Cops oh. eat Milano's? What kind yeah. of town is this? <laughs> Sorry, that's one of my You're favorite You're an encyclopedia, lives. man. I love it. <laughs> um, uh, so uh, we start, yeah, she's but Jake Jarmel. I love the name uh, that they've given him because he sounds like a catch, right? Ooh, Jake Jarmel. Uh, George was at the beach and he comes in. It's not working. Uh, really great performance here from uh, uh, Jason Alexander. Uh, yeah, Johnny, great. do you want to talk about this? Oh, yeah. Well, this is where he makes the decision that everything he's ever done, every instinct he's ever had is wrong and he should do the opposite. And I just. I've considered that. <laughs> believe me i've lived it and but i love that his first decision isn't getting tuna it's getting chicken salad on rye non-toasted potato salad and a cup of tea and a cup of tea and and that just is the first thing that leads george costanza to finally win one yeah it's so <laughs> cool because right away one. because right away there's that really attractive woman uh, is checking out george uh, and Jerry explains his instincts uh, and the plot really gets going quickly here. Uh, some of these mm -hmm. other ones, it took a while to really kind of move things along, but this is it. This is the opposite. We're, we're getting right to it. Uh, yeah, and he says, he goes, when he's talking to her, he says, my name is George Costanza. I'm unemployed and I live with my parents. Yeah, incredible. That's a classic George line right there. That's a, like a huge, like that's, that's, yeah, I get it. I get why you guys both uh, uh, picked this, uh, this, this episode. It's the way he goes from being that pathetic loser to just, I'm laying it out there. I'm George Costanza. Mm -hmm. I'm unemployed and I live with my parents. And then she she goes for it. Yes. And then he kind of looks like, holy shit, I can't believe yeah, that worked. Yeah, yeah. This is my new religion. Yeah. So we see, we see a Kramer entrance here at Jerry's place. And we hear the, the coffee table book is a go again. Um, uh, Jerry... Uh, uh, something oh yeah so he has this even steven storyline i like this yeah. that everything kind of works yeah. out for him i like that he's kind of like the center of the universe here again that like that speaks to him too and how like his character sees himself mm. um george i'm uh <laughs> so george i love this scene where he freaks out on the guys who are the kicking movies. the back of the thing here because i know this comes from a story but one of the lines like he says a whole bunch of he talks a bunch of shit to the guys who are kicking the back of the seat at the movie theater and he's talking like he's going to beat him up. And one of the last things he says, and I'll show you what it's like. What was yeah. that? Can you remember it all, Johnny, all the things he says? Um, here? But that's one no, of them. Just, but no, it's just that the guys in the movie theater are like ridiculously awful. You yes. know, there, there would have been an usher, even yes. in New York. Yes. But, <laughs> but, but also that they're totally grown man teasing another too. grown man about yeah. like, are you going to kiss her? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shove your tongue down his throat. Yeah. <laughs> they're just totally New Yorkers. But no, I know that I know uh, I didn't watch the things, like but I can remember there's a story about that line because it comes from like some famous drummer, some jazz drummers tapes when he freaks out on the recording artist or yeah, something. Okay. And yeah, he says really. something at the end mm -hmm. where it's like, if you don't do this, I'll take you outside and I'll show you what it's like. <laughs> like mm -hmm. What does that mean? I'll take you outside and I'll show you what it's like. <laughs> I know exactly who you're talking about. It was escaping me at the moment, but I've yeah, heard the yeah. hilarious. Um, so we learned that Jake Jarmel is in the hospital. Mm -hmm. uh, but Elaine drops. Did, did you see who we learned it from? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Stuart. Stuart. Oh, yeah. Stuart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Elaine grabs the juji fruits after getting the news. Um, here's what I'm asking Did George cause this accident? No. 
Because remember when he swerves earlier, there's that quick oh. little swerve. Oh, I think okay. that's supposed to be connected to why really? this guy's in the hospital. I mean, well, that sense, would be right? why that then that would be why George and Elaine switched lives. And it's all the universes or whoever no, cut off who off really? kind of thing, right? That's yeah. what I think. I think this you, is a nice you little just touch. Blew my right. mind. Yeah. Um, but he would have hit Jake, wouldn't he? And then... or, or like cause Jake, yeah. cause the other guy to swerve over, whatever. All right. Um, yeah, I think it's deliberate. Uh, some rope there. The poker game, uh, Jerry's Jerry breaks even. Jerry playing poker. This was interesting. <laughs> Are any of these uh, recognizable faces? No. Yeah, no. I, 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 credits, saw, I, I saw the credits, yeah. Yeah, I was wondering if he was doing no like, Yeah. Uh, uh, so then we finally, we get the, the late, great Regis. This is nice. Regis and Kathy What? Lee. Is Regis mm -hmm. dead? What? Where you been? What? Man? Are you serious? <laughs> when? How uh, long have you been in that shower? <laughs> <laughs> I've got two kids, the oldest that's four. Yeah, so about a week ago, man. About years, a week my, ago. My about a week ago. Oh, no way. Yeah, Jesus, oh. dude. <laughs> How long have you been? Heart attack or? Oh, I mean, he's an old dude. Yeah, he's an dude. old dude. Oh, um, so, I'm sorry. Do you need a moment? That's <laughs> yeah, no, okay. I wasn't a huge fan. Oh, I, 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 I love Regis. Sure. He's, he's great. I yeah. love him. This he's one. an institution. This guy's bonkers. Yeah. yeah I love Bonker. that. Kramer makes his entrance. He gives a really nice kiss to Kathy Lee. Like a little <laughs> really nice. <laughs> Almost a little tongue. Yeah. yeah. The applause for him uh, transforming the coffee table really makes me laugh. I don't know why, but just yeah, the, the fact that the crowd is laughing so hard at that really makes me laugh. It's kind of a silly thing. I know. That it's, yeah. Right. And that's where uh, Regis, I'm telling you, this guy's bonkers. <laughs> Bunko. It was Bunko. Yeah. Well. yeah, yeah. Uh, Elaine. Uh, so Elaine throws Jerry's uh, twenty dollars out the window to see if he's going to break even. Jerry. Right, but then he. But Kramer also spits all over Kathy Lee's. Yeah, yeah. Should, Kathy Lee casuals. Yeah. 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 She, yeah. she she name drops the the, the brand <laughs> that she busted. She had busted for having made in sweatshops. Yeah. Oh yeah. no way! I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, I mean, awesome. in her defense, everybody makes their shit. Themselves. Yeah. <laughs> Not that I'm going to defend Lee, Kathy Lee. Yeah. <laughs> I, but, but like, hey, I, I, watching her in this, this makes me uh, long for for that show. I, I bet you it's better than whatever is on now, man. What you know what I mean? Regis and and show, hey, put some respect Michael on Kelly Ripa's name. Kathy, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh -huh. yeah but uh, and she's with... um. Who cares? Strahan. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm not mad about oh, yeah. Strahan. That's I like Ripa. I like Ripa. I'm a Ripa. I don't think Strahan's on it anymore, isn't it? No, I think uh, it's. Uh, I oh, really? Is it Seacrest? Is it Seacrest? Seacrest, yeah. Oh, <laughs> You've, I love you, Ripa. You've I like all Kelly watched Ripa. these shows? No, I've I mean, never no, seen one. I'm off, I'm off for the first summer ever. I'm got, like, I'll tell you what's great. Is, I, that doesn't matter. Why are you watching this? <laughs> stuff? It's, just, it's what's on. Uh, and we're all waking up in the morning and having coffee, but I love the greatest yeah. hits of, uh, we are getting the greatest hits of, uh, game shows lately. That's the best. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Uh, Prices, uh, right? All of them. Nice. Anyways. Uh, so George enters with the $20 that has landed after it's been thrown out. He has awesome energy. And when he first walks in here, he's got a, got a job at the Yankees. Mm -hmm. Uh, did the interview. Yeah. He had, uh, he's going to get right. an interview with the Yankees. Um, Kramer speaking with a guy from uh, Pendant Publishing who is super sick. What's his name again? I'm forgetting. I haven't read that. Lippman. Lippman, pardon me. Uh, uh, yeah, George is getting interviewed, explained why he's been fired from these other jobs. This is just like going over the greatest hits of George uh -huh. Costanza from the previous season. He's got a golf shirt on and a rain jacket. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
and it's all working. the opposite. And then it's all working, and then it leads into one of my favorite scenes ever, where where he's the first time we is this the first time we is this Larry David? Yes, this will be the first Larry David. Well, not the shadow. The shadow is supposed to look like George Steinbrenner and the hand. George gone. I wish I could say it was a pleasure to meet you, sir, but the disgrace you've done to this team and all that. And just fire yeah. this man yeah, just man. always awesome. makes me laugh. Uh, so Elaine's ex-roommate enters her office. We remember her from previous episodes. Uh, she used to be on Saturday Night Live. I can't remember that actress's name. Um, but we've learned that Elaine's getting kicked out for all these, like, the most bizarre reasons. Uh, Jewel thieves. Yeah. Made in quarters. Yeah, she, uh, yeah, we learned about that later. That's, <laughs> that really made me laugh. Um, but Jerry... Jerry is with his, his, he's about to break up with his girlfriend, but he's explaining the advantages of homosexuality to her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's so, and I like that this offends, uh, I think this offends her, like his, uh, his uh, uh, that he's so flippant about it. You know what I mean? Or that he's just so, you think you're a genius, but you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> 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 he's talking about how they can wear the same clothes. Um, you double your wardrobe. <laughs> I don't know side. if that's the point that turns her off or it's the point where he says when they're talking to new recruits. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. She's just kind of stunned by it too yeah, and, and realizes, what the hell am I doing here? Yes, yeah, yeah. And that's a really quick, uh, really nice performance too. Um, uh, when, he's, he, when he walks out, he's just like, okay. Yeah. When she, she'll be coming around. Yes, the mountain, yes. <laughs> I did like that line. It was uh, really nice dating you for a while. Yes. <laughs> George <laughs> enters. Good luck. George enters good with luck. great. Yes. Great energy again. I'm back in business, baby. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Elaine is the opposite. Here's where you get that great Canadian quarters joke. They, I think they've made two Canadian quarters <laughs> jokes in the history of Seinfeld. And this oh, really? is one of them. There's one, uh, it, like I think Kramer com- comes in and says, great news. It's like, oh, they've finally started taking your Canadian quarters at the blah, 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 wherever it was. Uh, I can't remember what it was. Uh, There's something about Canadian quarters that is very funny. <laughs> Even as a Canadian, we can recognize it. Uh, I forgot to mention, Lloyd Braun, the original yes. Canadian. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that. But actor. he was only Lloyd Braun the one episode. I know. I know. Yeah. Oh, hey, this All is right, just, three just Seinfeld three episodes listeners. down the road. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's all right. Um, uh, so Elaine chowing down on Juji fruits. Mm-hmm. Uh, and can't tell Lippman that he's he, that he didn't grab his hanky, uh, so he can't shake hands with the Japanese CEO, and that screws over Pendant Publishing. George moves out of his parents' place, uh, uh, and uh, they're at the diner. Elaine thinks she's become George. He enters in a suit and tells a Mattingly story, uh, and it all kind of wraps up like it just kind of like nobody, nobody, <laughs> like it doesn't. This is weird in that usually something will happen and it gets back to normal in sitcoms, but these guys kind of switch places and it mm-hmm. and this is like their kind of endpoints here. So yeah, uh, she literally it. she literally becomes George because they make sure that she's wearing her glasses. Yeah, her hair is yeah. really pushed down and yeah. she's dressed like George. She's got a hoodie on. I mean. Yeah. If you got a hoodie on, you're near yeah. the bottom of the barrel, right? <laughs> I mean, she's still the most attractive person on the show at this point. But, uh, but, but yeah, like they, they uglied her up. Um, uh, so he tells, uh, 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 quick on the way out, uh, Jerry does a coffee and alcohol kind of bit that is okay. Um, but all right, Johnny, give me your, give me your, uh, your push here for George and for the opposite. Because, well, number one, let's start with the, the episode. It's, George finally wins one. It's it's the only, I think maybe the only one where he yeah. actually comes out on top in any good way. At the end, yeah. 
Yeah, it's, this is the one. You, you can only see this character get beaten up constantly <laughs> for wanting to root for him yeah. a little bit, even though he's, he's the, the whole trope is that they're all awful people. George is the awfulest of the awful people. <laughs> That's why he's my favorite character. He's just such a loser. He's such a fuck up. But he's also smart. You know, he's not a particularly dumb guy. Mm. He just does dumb things constantly and, yeah. and has a hair trigger temper. And <laughs> when you interact with the Costanzas, who are my favorite ancillary characters, yeah. by oh, wow. far, mm-hmm. it just, I, it, I tears in my eyes with, with just how much of a loser he is. It, I know. There's a good, really sorry good to answer, there's a good, uh, portion of that episode where he talks about right at the beginning he says i was personable i was smart yeah. and elaine gives a kind of what well, you know <laughs> okay and then george continues maybe not academically <laughs> <laughs> yeah those little things between the, the 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 two of them i love those little again like or even like throwaway looks that jerry does i do that i, I talk about this with, with uh, johnny and i do this this other podcast on uh, dc's legends of tomorrow and i don't have I, like I'm a big comic book nerd, but I don't have the the knowledge that Johnny does. And we're watching some of these episodes where it's totally expecting you to take this leap in logic like three or four times. And I'm always I always use the example of uh, Jerry when uh, George is explaining. The sea was angry that day, my friend, like an old man trying to return soup at the deli. And Jer- and Jerry makes a face like what? Okay, keep going. <laughs> okay, like, yeah. it's like like I love those little moments. Yeah. I love those little moments. Uh, but that's me and Johnny in the head. And if you and that's a quick plug for Gideon, guys, guys. Yeah, <laughs> and that's what the you notice when you've seen yeah. episodes ten times, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, so, anything else there, uh, Johnny, about the opposite and George? No, just that I uh, I hope it was Stephen I'm filling in for. I hope I did him credit when he's listening. Oh yeah, I'll I'll, I'll I'll definitely let him know. I, I think. Yeah, but yeah, he he's a. But again, George is also. I look at him as Jerry's sidekick. He's the sidekick to yeah. Jerry in yeah. the traditional sitcom world, and so therefore he's my favorite sidekick. Cool. Uh, Aaron, you want to add anything to the opposite? No, it's it's a brilliant episode. Yeah. I mean, I like we've talked too. about it, it's probably George's trademark episode and mm-hmm. it's when he kind of switches from being a bit of a loser to at least he's mainstream now <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so what uh, job of the Yankees uh Katie Ellen the opposite anything else about Georgie or thoughts about George in general uh this is my favorite era of George I think because I love the entire time that he's with the Yankees, that is uh, just a real blessing to the show. I'm a huge baseball fan. So like that's that little baseball, even you like mentioning Mattingly and stuff like, Oh, I just yeah. love those little. Yeah. Uh, Danny Tartable. I love that episode. <laughs> <laughs> and just the, so, yeah, like, so in this episode, having Simoners uh, si- of the first, his first appearance, I, uh, the first time that I went to Yankee stadium, I was with these uh, Israeli kids. My, I was with them. my my brother was entertaining clients from Israel and they did not uh, taking him out to the park. They did not know what the New York Yankees was, Wow, which I was floored by. But did I they just know thought, the like, logo? if there's anything, hmm? do you know what I mean? Did they know the logo? Like I could show no. that 
because I have a uh, like I have uh, uh, the, you know 100% Chinese population now at my uh, school, and they know that logo. They know that logo sure. like Louis Vuitton, 100%. but they don't. But sure, they don't yeah, know yeah. it. Uh, yeah, 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 from yeah. like hip hop culture and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Right I mean, right. what would be more popular? Coke. Everybody yeah, has yeah, Coke. Yeah, 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 yeah. But this what but was not. cute yeah. is that they did. So they did not know what the New York Yankees was, and then we got to the park and we were walking around and stuff, and then they saw there's a Steinbrenner thing. And they were like, oh, George's boss. No way. <laughs> yes. Come on. That is awesome. That's so rad. And now we had a context to be like, yeah, that's where we're at now. Yeah, oh, that's that's awesome. so great. I love that's it. That's cool. <laughs> All right. So here we go. Uh, last of the episodes we're going to be looking at. Uh, it's uh, from way later in, uh, in the show's run, season eight. Uh, when they definitely notice a different rhythm from this one, yeah. from the other one, a different director too. This is Andy Ackerman, a guy who would work with them a lot more in the later seasons. Uh, I didn't know is, there were different directors. How many there's some who are more yeah. like there's some who work with them more often than others. And that Tom okay. Sharonis, he's he you see he's uh, all all your favorites, man, are all yeah, the ones yeah. that people consider to be classic. Except this one. Yeah, yeah. Well, I just I don't think he was around yeah. as much uh, okay. or working with them as much at this time. What within seasons too? If they think so, I don't know. People okay. have uh, yeah. people have lives, Aaron. They don't yeah, all hang out I... in fucking bathrooms every day. <laughs> so this is see, I mean, most. This is most Fair television, enough. right? It's done that way. Yeah. I don't know. I think so too. Yeah, yeah and a lot yeah, of them are, are sub in like Larry Charles. Oh no, Larry Charles did uh, uh, um, uh, Katie Allen's. Sharonis uh, uh, did uh, oh. Edge Pets and mine. Uh, and Larry Charles is a guy who was he again like cheers? that great director for her. Yeah, did all the great Cheers episodes and like you would recognize me. He kind of has a Rick Rubin kind of look to him. Do you know? Who, do you know uh, Larry Charles, Johnny Hedgepeth? Yeah, 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 yeah. You don't. Uh, well, mainly yeah. because one of my I've watched. Speaking of favorite sitcoms, yeah, uh, Cheers. it's Cheers, and I've watched the one episode they do where they have the round table with the whole entire cast. Right, and right, right. So oh, the McLaughlin right. group, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Woody Harrelson oh, yeah, talking right. about Woody Boy. I remember that. Yeah, <laughs> with John McLaughlin. Yeah. Uh, so all right. So apparently open... Kramer was in a Cheers. I'm sure by the way. Was. I'm sure yeah. he was. Uh, he was trying to collect an old debt from Sam. Oh really? I read about it. I don't I, remember the. I have to dig that one up. Yeah. Um, all right. So, uh, season eight, episode eight, the chicken roaster, uh, it opens on, uh, George and Jerry, uh, talking prices of fruit. This is when they'd eliminated the, uh, stand up from the openings. And it really feels like, it feels like a Saturday comic. Uh, do you know what I mean? Like one yeah, that's a little longer than the others, but doesn't have anything to do with the rest of the episode, uh, much. Bit of filler. Um, yeah. Or, or it's just like, it has its own little, um, Quick Separate little, story, yeah. And quick little structure. And they started to have that template after a while. Uh, Kramer shows Kenny Rogers roasters to, to Jerry, says there's no way that that's going to work with all these chicken uh, restaurants in town. It's uh, a gambler. Yeah. <laughs> Jerry runs it. <laughs> Jerry runs into an old friend, and we learn that this, this kind of upset me. Uh, Moochie is dead, apparently, <laughs> you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. What's up with it, well, it upsets you, but it doesn't upset anybody else. I know. I know. <laughs> Jerry's like, "Oh, really?" Moochie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that made me laugh. Uh, George uh, puts on a big fuzzy hat that the, that they want for the Peterman account, where like Elaine's been made president because he's off in the Burmese jungle <laughs> or whatever, and so she's just buying everything, and he buys this big fuzzy Russian-looking hat. Uh, Seth uh, is talking with Jerry. This is a guy he's met, his old college buddy about the meeting he blew off, which sounds like it was really important. Uh, Elaine talking to, J Elaine's talking to Jerry about all the stuff she bought. Like she's so, she's excited about it. She's bragging about it to him. Uh, on Peter, and Peterman's accountant called and she's in trouble. He's gonna meet with them in the morning. 
Uh, George enters the diner in his in that monster hat. It's all he's wearing because all the all the hat is like. And he talks about the girl he he bought it from and how much she liked it. And this is interesting that he mentions that she kind of has a Marissa Tomei vibe. Is this mm -hmm. pre or post the when he dated Marissa Tomei? It's got to be after, right? I think it's after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that must have been a little reference to that. I well, don't it's know. Sable. Sure. Travis, it's Sable. It Sable. keeps all the heat in. Sable. He doesn't even have it's a funny because there's a previous episode where he gets a Gore-Tex jacket and doesn't need a hat. Yes, that's right. So he's like figuring it all out. That jacket. That was on recently. I saw that one on TV recently. I like that one a lot. Um, we learned that the hat cost $8,000. Oh, oh. so so we learned uh, right away... Uh, George mentions like is he's gonna leave do a leave behind and then mentions the by menon and how he this is how he gets he gets stuck in girls' heads. This is his thing. Jerry notices the red light coming from Kenny Rogers rosters through, through Graver's door through the people. <laughs> uh, insane. Um and Seth was fired, we learned this. And we also learned again that the hat cost eight thousand dollars. It's the only thing that she can't sign off on. Uh uh Jerry it uh, like is kind of feeling bad about how he lost the job. He's like, I only knew you through Moochie. <laughs> I'd forgotten about Moochie entirely. That really was my favorite part. But of it was it yet again, yet again, man. It was one of those times where it was Jerry's idea. Come on, skip yes, the me. I know. We're, oh, we're interacting with these people. Blame. Just, we're what interacting with this. <laughs> ruins lives. Yeah, ruins lives. It's, totally it's true. It, it, you go back to the even Steven stuff too, and. Yeah. All he, he he says, I've got two friends. One is up, one yes. is down. Yes. Now he's up and yes. you're down. Yes. See yeah. how it all works out for me? Yes, for me. Yes. Yeah. And it's, it is. It's all about him. And he's yeah. cynical about all that yeah. stuff. Uh, it's like, well, Kramer, Kramer enters Jerry's apartment uh, and pours some cereal and then tomato juice because of the red lights. He can't even, his rods and cones are all warped. Like that looked like milk to me. I love that. <laughs> This is the yeah the good. Uh, I'll, stuff. I'll save my comments on that. Scene, okay, yeah. okay. Uh, George ends uh, his shitty date, but leaves the hat behind, uh, and said, "Does the co stanza out the door?" I uh, laughed out loud at him. Oh, it cuts from this. Uh, this really, this may have been the hardest I'd laughed out of all we watched. Is when he's just banging on the the. the <laughs> The 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 uh, butterflies under glass in, in Elaine's office. Are these alive? Are these real? She's like, no. Like he he's there's your fucking man child of Georgia. Yeah. Right there. Um, um, uh, where are we? Oh yeah. So George calls the girl, says he left his hat behind, and Seth uh, Jerry's bud is now wor he's like the manager at Kenny's Rogers, or he, or so he says. Um, uh, Kramer reveals his sign and starts shouting. It's like, bad chicken, it'll mess you up. Because he's on to take it back like the 60s. He's really going to go after this. Uh, Jerry shows uh, Mr. Marbles to Kramer. I remember this. I always loved this. I love Mr. Marbles. Um, My next cat. Yeah. I want to name Mr. Mr. Marbles. Marbles. A good name. I a good name. I, 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 that's funny. Whenever I, our old cat who now lives with uh, my wife's parents, um whenever she would go nuts her eyes would go bright like fill up with like bright like you'd <laughs> all pupil and we call we'd call her mr marbles look out oh, it's no mr way. marbles it's mr marbles um <laughs> newman uh newman is like when jerry walks in right away newman's already using the bathroom and, and starts eating <laughs> kenny rogers chicken uh right away in front of uh kramer and this is when kramer learns that he really enjoys it elaine so they've switched apartments at this point i should mention elaine brings george to the girl's place again 
Uh, she says no hat, but apparently George has swiped her clock. Like he's got this perfect plan. Kramer lying in, it cuts to Kramer lying in Jerry's bed, eating chicken, having a blast. But George is scared at the, or Jerry's scared at the creaking and the red light. And Mr. Mr. Marbles, I love that line. Um, Jerry enters the next day and he's like, Kramer, I love this switch between the two of them. He's like, oh, I'm stressed. And he mentions Bob Sacamano, who's one of, one of Kramer. You mean Kramer's Isn't he Jerry Kramer's <laughs> Yeah, well, he we got, got to talk. He, he called at 3 a.m. last night. 3 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> we got to talk at 3 a.m. in the morning. Eddie Wynn just calls at 3 a.m. Yeah, so, we so we've gotten to talk about two episodes where the characters kind of switch. Mm. Interesting point. Yeah, that's right. That's uh, true. And like, uh, but here you really see they're playing each other. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like it, uh, uh, I love that. <clears throat> Kramer refers to uh, something as the red menace or the, the red, the, the sign is the red menace. I like that. Uh, Elaine, uh, she's going to get fired for the hat. Uh, uh, but Peterman is off in the Burmese jungle. George is speaking with Kramer and he's still like Jerry at this time. He, 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 he says a Jerryism here. That's a shame. Um, uh, Newman is picking up uh, at uh, his order and including steamed broccoli and Jerry calls him on this right away. Because he knows that there's no way he's eating steamed broccoli, uh, and I love this scene with him vile weed, like dipping in vile chocolate. weed. Yeah, you would you wouldn't eat broccoli if it was dipped in chocolate. Um, I love how he calls for honey mustard, and he yes, yeah, doesn't take like a, a shot. shot. Yeah, but then great. as soon as he puts it down, he just kind of straightens his coat yes, like he's yes. a classy dude. Uh, yes, yeah, <laughs> I, I guarantee. Not a mailman eating a Kenny yeah, Rogers roll. Pretty clearly, they've used the same set as the frozen yogurt place. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, okay, uh, uh, so bah, 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 Kramer's waiting at the dinner table. I love this. He's waiting at the <laughs> dinner table for for Newman to show up, but it's but it's Jerry and he's freaked out and he's like, uh, "Great scene with Jerry here, where he's like, I need that chicken." He's just like like bearing his soul. Uh, and then finally, get an apocalypse now homage scene with Elaine and Peterman. He asks about the hats, so she's effed. Uh, George meets the girl at the beach. And she mentions how he got stuck in her head, like it worked, but he's got the clock and he's the way he's trying to cover up that it's a sandwich is a salami. The alarm goes off and he goes, I'm never going to go to that deli. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Um, so anyways, uh, it's raining like crazy. Uh, and uh, Jerry enters and shakes this rat infested hat off in the, in, in the Kenny Rogers roaster. That's not going to be good for business. Kramer is in bed as the red light goes off and he just kind of calls for Kenny, Kenny. And uh, post scene, he continues to call for him. He's still outside the door and we get one more Mr. Marbles joke. And this one is good. They've include the, uh, the shadow uh, and, uh, and another apocalypse now uh, thing with the urban sombrero. So another, yeah, I would say definitely a later episode from the seasons where it's considered there aren't as many classic episodes, but I think this one has kind of reached over time the level of classic uh, but uh, Aaron, why would you say uh, the best um, Kramer rep? It's, I mean, like you say, it's it's not one of the classic episodes, maybe, and probably because it's mostly a Jerry Kramer theme. Mm -hmm. And I don't know the 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 scenes with Kramer and Jerry are just over the top. They're just so Kramer's just got such good physical comedy and his movements and his sounds i mean it's most of his episodes but the mm -hmm. ones here the the one with the tomato juice is my favorite of all time so yeah. he comes into jerry's apartment all he can see is red from this 
uh, supernova in the shape of a chicken. And he, he pours some cereal and then he pours what he thinks is milk and it's tomato juice. And Jerry says, well, what are you doing? And it's this back and forth. It's very subtle. When Kramer says, I thought that was milk. Yes. And he starts to pour it in the garbage. And he dumps it all over the fridge. And he's saying, we have to move in together. And yes. Jerry's like, oh, I, I don't know, Kramer. Yeah, I'm not yeah, so yeah. sure. He cleans it up, squeezes it back into the jug and puts it back into back the, in the fridge. fridge. I remember I was watching this episode in university and my housemate, who isn't a big Seinfeld fan, is in the kitchen. And I am laughing hysterically. And she's looking at me like I'm psychotic. Anyway, it's those types of just laugh out loud moments. And him with the chicken, he finds a piece of skin. He's wiping his face with Jerry's bad sheets. (laughs) And he just tosses it. (laughs) Tosses it away. So disrespectful. Oh, it's, his, it's his house now. Who gives? Yeah, it exactly. It doesn't matter. Yeah. We switched apartments. Anyway, the Kramer scenes are just so laugh out loud funny. Mm-hmm. It's it resonates as my favorite episode of all time. And, all right. You know the the side stories are are good, but not to the to the level of the Jerry. And Jerry's awesome too. And you know, I said to you in a message, Jerry's that side of things too and and he's kramer there for a while he's yeah. got he's got the movements and the yeah, disposition yeah, yeah. so that's yeah. that's why it's my favorite cool uh johnny anything you want to add the only thing i want to add and it's the thing that makes me laugh the most about this episode is that they're const- they're constantly referencing kenny rogers as if he's actually working there in the back <laughs> <laughs> and it's the it's so fucking funny. Like, what's Rogers think trying to sell chicken around here? Yes. And, or, or they're like, or he's like, I gotta tell you that Rogers he cooks a hell of a bird. <laughs> he's responsible for everything. It's, it's oh god, damn, that, that is the running joke throughout this episode that makes me laugh until I cry. Mm-hmm. I noticed today. I watched it again, obviously, to get prepped. In the background, there's pictures of Kenny and gold records on. Yeah, the yeah, wall. I noticed that today as well too. Yeah, I, I did some research as well. Apparently, the roasters wasn't too keen on this idea with the Russian hat flowing, mm. rat hair all over the place. They thought it'd be bad for business, but yeah. the real Kenny R gave it the thumbs up. Okay, and they, they that's good. Pushed ahead, and things have been going great for them ever since. Oh, what's that? I've just got it. Uh, yeah, no, Kenny Rogers roasters. I've uh, eaten at a Kenny Rogers Wait. roasters, and they were no, delicious. they're done. So, no, really, I think this is like, yeah, probably at least what well, this was. I mean, he very famously knows when to fold them. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> good point. So. Well, this was pre COVID, yeah, that's what I mean. Well, like, uh, yeah, was there ever <laughs> any good, Kenny Rogers roasters in Manhattan? I don't in the know. Upper West I do not have that information Pro- in front of me at this time. Not. There was one down at the Jersey Shore. I know that. Yeah. <laughs> Kenny's not gone, though, right? He's still there. No, Kenny Rogers. Kenny is, and Regis, uh, boy. Sorry. I'm just kidding. I knew Kenny. <laughs> I had to think again for a second. You know, there's that, there's that, there's that, 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 there's that Twitter too. account, is Bob Barker dead? That, that's still, that's around. It's like, no, Bob Barker is, is not dead. Uh-oh. No, oh, no. Okay. I think not we're still dead? okay. I don't okay. know. I don't know. I'd have to check really? the website. I'd have oh, to check the Twitter no. site. Uh, Katie Ellen, <laughs> uh, last thoughts about Kenny Rogers Roasters? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a great episode. It's one of the few episodes, I think, where we do see Jerry stretch in the acting capacity. Right. Which is, is very fun. And, it's, you know, it's yeah. later in the season. And you do watch him evolve as the seasons go on, as get, mm-hmm. like, that he gets more comfortable in front of the camera. And he gets a little more broad. To, yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah, yeah. You get to see him play a little bit more like that. So that it is really fun. The eating in bed thing reminded me that I had forgotten until I was, like, watching a couple of episodes to, to prep for this. I, like... I guess didn't notice when I was originally watching this show a decade ago or whatever, or just yet yeah, never registered how goddamn much they eat during the show. And again, yeah. it's like, you know, cause it's yeah. because it's classic sitcom style, they're not doing anything. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no movement. There's not a lot of so action and stuff. Be, so yeah, it, it seems so like someone yeah. is always like crunching down on an apple or like, yeah, Jerry's eating cereal. So I mean, yeah. like they're always just talking with their, I mean, with their mouthfuls cause they're garbage. It's funny you say that because I never noticed that and it's prevalent now in a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. I remember when I saw Ocean's Eleven or whatever the first one is. Right. Brad Pitt's always yeah. eating something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's our That's Brad that. Pitt's go-to. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. yeah. Moneyball, he's that, never not mounted on yeah. something. Oh, no way. Right. Okay, is it all his? Uh, he's, he's known for it. But he does, it, it, uh, okay. I'm if you watch it, I'm sure there's YouTube compilations of Brad Pitt eating in movies. <laughs> but he does it a different way every time. It's hilarious, oh, really? right? Like, yeah, it's yeah. a different character, the way he, like, throws French fries into his mouth or something. But maybe know? he got this from Seinfeld. Cool. I'm sure he did. I just blew yes. your mind. <laughs> um, okay, guys. Well, I like, uh, yes, uh, like I, I see all of the reasons why they all stand out. But I mean, like, as I said, this is a head to head, but it, but it really is kind of the, uh, the, uh, the, 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 the potpourri, the, the, the stew that, that, that makes it all uh, kind of click. And I'm glad we got to talk about the ones we did today. Um, uh, Katie Allen, do you foresee yourself? Um, you know, maybe watching a bit more again anytime I thought, soon. You know, I thought I, again, I hadn't watched it in about a decade, and I thought, oh, you know what? Oh, they're all in Crave. Like, I'll watch mm-hmm. a couple episodes, and yeah, maybe that'll be like I do because I fucking love a rerun. So comforting. Sure. I was like, oh, there's so many seasons. Yeah, maybe they're great. Not a goddamn chance. There's no oh, way. I will not watch no. another minute of this. No way. Oh, I just died. I couldn't I stomach it. it. No way. Really? Like, Why like, though? What's what is it? It doesn't age well, or you just don't. Oh, yeah, I can't. I can't watch fucking whiny white people. Yeah. It's shallow as fuck. It's shallow as fuck. It's shallow as fuck, right? But it's, I think once, yeah, yeah. yeah. And but I love uh, Like I watch shallow shit. I love dumb TV, but I just like, yeah. I th- and I'm sure it's maybe just the amount of time I spend in comedy or whatever. It's like I can't listen. Oh, uh, I can't. Uh, yeah, I get it. No, thank oh, you. Cool. Third world problems. <laughs> yes, big time. Um, that's not but, much different from today, too, yeah. right? But I like, mean, oh, yeah. we oh, still but, got whining. Oh, dude, like, there are people. Like, there are. Yeah, yeah. That's why I can't stomach anymore. Yeah, I just, I enough. hadn't okay. had my quota yet. Yeah, yeah. There are people who it was fresh still, then, and now I'm tired of it. Right, yeah, but there okay. are. Pe- there's like, you know, friends still has a huge following, and I find friends yeah. like the fucking worst, man. I can't, I can't sit through friends at all all and so maybe really? that's like oh my but when i do i'm like that has oh that the the, the kind of to show factor with friends compared to yeah, but like gen z awesome. loves it 
Yeah, yeah I know. So bizarre. So bizarre. I saw that, Tween this afternoon wearing a Central Perk t-shirt. It's, it's, that's what I, that's surprising to me. Cause that is like, oh, I think really? the Seinfeld people like these guys, yeah, they're shallow as fuck, but that is like a new, like they, they found a way to get more shallow and friends and, and be offensive and homophobic and all these other things. That so, are yeah, yeah. so sorry, wait, we're into Gen Z now. Yeah, where you been, bro? How I, long have you been in the show? I'm in the back. <laughs> okay, I, I, I don't want to get into Gen specifics Z about okay. So Gen Z <laughs> likes friends. That doesn't surprise me. Whatever yeah. this Gen Z is, I, it doesn't surprise a, me. Like you said, Zoomers. They call them Zoomers. Oh, really? Yeah. All, all I know is tons of like fourteen-year-old young ladies. I know. Love friends. It's it, the biggest uh, thing. Yeah. It's yeah. more I of a girl's show. It. Is it not? Uh, maybe. I don't know. I, but, but I just, it's just not good. I, I think it's aged terribly. Well, it's, I think it's Seinfeld's got, aged. I'm just saying oh, that really? like with, with what Katie Allen's getting into yeah. here about something's not aging so well for her. I find for what she's describing is the, the feeling I have when I watch friends. Sure. I haven't seen it in a long but, time. But, but yeah, but I mean. Who I get why younger people, I get why they like the like a traditional sitcom though just for in terms yeah. of mindless sure. comfort yeah yeah um but so we've talked about something that that you know some shows that that might are some pieces of art that haven't aged that well or may have aged better than others but we're going to talk about as as you guys are guests on yours mind the truth we have to talk about some art that is aged beautifully and that is, you are each required to give me your top five songs by the band Extreme. I know Johnny's put some thought into this. I appreciate it. And different guests put different amounts of thought into this. So this is almost like an episode in itself because there's like three of you I get to go through here. Um, I This one I'm going to pick. Let's go. Katie, I'll go ahead first. Go ahead first. Hit me with it. All right. Number one, coming out of the gate. Are we, are we, going, from five, are we going from five to one or one to five? Oh, I mean, I didn't. Okay, well, we'll yeah, okay, yeah. Let's just we'll do your. Go five. one to five, but they're okay. not. In but they're any... not in any order. Okay, tragic yeah, comic. These are just your top five. Tragic nice. comic. You know, wow. I felt autobiographical. Mm, yeah, I like, it's silly. I like it. Really, that was really a late spoke... edition. Mm -hmm. I didn't have that. I did on make my some changes. List. Yeah, I did make some recent okay. changes. Uh, spoke to me. Um, Cupid's dead horn mix mm -hmm. is number two. Mm -hmm. Wow. Because I find the title to be the horniest of the titles. <laughs> <laughs> even even more horny than Little Jack Horny. Little Jack Horny. I didn't put that on her playlist. I didn't that wasn't on the okay. playlist. You, you've yeah, been yeah. You, Johnny's uh, been going digging deep here. That's why I'm excited to hear him last. So mm. I do think that Horn Mix is hornier than that, just because the other one feels like that's like. Uh, too much yeah i don't feel like that one's actually horny i feel that's like someone it's like me when i hadn't gone through puberty and all my yeah. I, all my friends had and yes. i was like trying to pretend that i was attracted to people and i was like me too i like their bodies or whatever <laughs> that's what that sounds like <laughs> okay i love it i love it the, the, the what you reason your your uh, reasons for your choices so far have been far and above the best keep going Number three is Ghost, because I love pottery. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh. Number four, Wholehearted, mm -hmm. because it is the second horniest title. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, all right, all right, okay, all right. My mind's wandering, okay. Yeah, no, I get it. Number five, Rise and Shine Acoustic, mm. because I think it's nice to round it out with a nice acoustic yeah, set, yeah. just bring down the energy. Yeah. 
because we like you can't you don't want to be too extreme yeah all right well thank you i love those selections those are a lot of my favorites too uh thank you and and well, thank you, you for the for the for the for the explanations too and those were like legit explanations i appreciate it aaron let me hear your top five buddy how much time have we got left <laughs> Just get to it. All right, I'll get into it. Okay, I've got a couple of questions, though, for mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. So I think I mentioned to you, you're the only one person that I've ever known to like the band Extreme. I, I barely even knew Really? What? Was. How is that possible? Yeah. How did you become a fan? Of As just when I was in high school. They were my favorite band in high school. Okay. They got uh, a lot uh, of radio play. They clicked. Oh, yeah, man. More than yeah. words. I, like, I, I, was, I was Mr. Uh, drama, and at that time, I had a huge crush on a girl in eighth grade, and this was like kind of speaking to me. And, eighth grade, and, okay. Yeah, and and uh, and you and know she I, looked she looked just like Gary Sharon. In a way, she did have the same kind of curly hair. No, right. <laughs> um, but you were I, into the first album. If uh, I I went back and got it after. Oh, I wasn't okay. a metalhead. I, I too much. Okay. I mean, I loved like Bon Jovi. Super and Wet was the first cassette I ever bought. Oh, okay. Um, and I and I was into like that kind of, uh, you know, more. I wasn't deep into that sound at that time, um, but. Uh, but yeah, I got way into this band, man. I really did. So metalhead, you said you said I wasn't a metalhead. Well, you consider them metal? Definitely yeah. the first two. Definitely first two okay. albums I would put into yeah hair metal right. sound. The next one got it more. They still kind of got a metal sound, but it got more funk yeah. and then prog okay. and then and then for that fourth they were trying to sound like grunge at the time. And then that fifth, I think that fifth album is really kind of embracing their classic rock influences and because that's what they. Have, but still with that shredding in the diddly diddly baby. Okay, well, no one knows all five albums except you and your virgin <laughs> radio buddies. Okay, tell me about their drug or alcohol addiction. Um, no issues that I know of. Okay. No, I, none. I, that's what that's what I thought. Okay. No, I, like they weren't I, they weren't I, known for being a party band or anything like yeah. that. I mean, you'd you'd hear about some silly stories about hey, the back of the two of us, but they they they're nothing. Uh, you know, they don't have any sort of they don't have a motley crew, uh, yeah. a bio type all thing. Right. But they never I think that's that I think that's one of their big problems. I, I honestly believe that it's a prerequisite mm -hmm. to be a hard rock band, to be a good rock band, you need to have some sort of addiction. Whether yes. it be sex, alcohol, or heroin, drugs. Well, Nuno was addicted to shredding, brah. So get to your All fucking right. top five. <laughs> okay. Here's my take on the band. I've got a couple of analogies and I bounce between both of them. First off, and I want to preface this by saying I don't want to make you cry. The, All right. It was Dude, it people was tough. have been brutal. Yeah, and like, I and know. I yeah. your buddy with the Die Hard episode. He wasn't. A big fan. <laughs> That's I, our I mutual buddy, uh, Katie Allen. We're talking about Kevin Bannon. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I got yeah, it. I was he, like, <laughs> he kind of ripped extreme to shreds. I like that hat, so. by the way, Katie. I'm gonna okay. get. I, yeah, you like that? I don't think it's a fish. I don't think it's a fish, but it's cool. oh extreme. What? <laughs> but, I'm just extreme. What can I say? <laughs> um, right. Did, did Kevin good... Banner call it dog shit? Uh, <laughs> going out on a limb. Yeah, probably, probably I'm something along those lines. Yeah, yeah. Maybe drizzling shits. No, he didn't go that far. So it's okay. not bad. <laughs> yeah, so he almost likes them. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, Aaron. Okay, so I've got a couple of analogies here, and, and humor me here. All right. I feel like they're, and they're both kind of based in adolescence. I feel like they're the high school loser who kind of figures out, I've got some musical talents. Let's turn this into something cool. 
low, we'll make it really badass and we'll be rockers and we'll score some chicks. Mm -hmm. But then it doesn't really translate. You mean so, now? Well, no, no. <laughs> and, At the time. Okay, it did. granted, yes. Okay. So At the time you, it did. I mean, I think you've just described like 50% of every band that's ever existed. Hair, hair bands, absolutely. Yes. That's 100. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. And others. And, too. and fair enough. And also, I uh, to mention, it's also the reason that anyone does anything. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Sure. Okay. Oh, for checks? Yes. That, for Johnny, yeah. for the... <laughs> hey. I want to go back and Katie, say... Katie. I was kind of crushed by your uh, Smash or Trash episode. Of the Canadian Can Rock. Rocks? Yeah. All right. okay. I'm a big what OLP you... fan. Yeah. And you trash two out of the three. And yeah. I get it. Fair yeah. enough. I, I understand. But that kind of hurt. Deeply. Okay. All right. Then get back. That's, I'm not trying your to fucking hurt receipts. you back. <laughs> Okay, so I couldn't discount the the sound of Van Halen. Mm -hmm. I mean, they, they sound very much like Van Halen. Yep. It's not a big surprise mm -hmm. that Gary Sharon became the third singer of Van yeah. Halen. Yeah, I mean, I don't think how it was many, a good fit, but... How many bands have had three lead singers? It's a good question. Judas Priest. Been a few. Judas Priest. Really? All right, there's one. There's two. The three names. All right. I, I was hoping no one would the answer temptations. that. That was the a rhetorical question. Okay. okay, okay. No more questions. All right. The second analogy is the kid in high school who's clearly gay and just won't come out of the closet and acknowledge their true self. These guys are not a rock and metal band. I don't they're, know. They're metal is wicked gay, bro. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Judas Priest. You just mentioned Judas okay. Priest. Maybe. I All believe right. I did. So, they're at best they're a pop slash funk band. Sure. At worst, a boy band. The big uh, fat caveat: not enough dancing, not enough dancing, not enough. Really? Okay. No. All right. Maybe no dancing. I mean, you can't really dance. All right. Get to it, man. Get Maybe to it. Okay. Your goddamn tough fight. There's more. Nuno rocks. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he's amazing. Rocks. He, he's amazing. He, he is not doing himself justice in this band. He plays guitar like... I know. Slash, I know. Slash he's a, he's, a, he's yeah. unreal. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think he's... You got phenomenal. a spreadsheet or what? Uh, no, I got some notes here. I got some okay. notes. I got some notes. Yeah, okay. Katie <laughs> Allen, do you need to go? Are you all right? <laughs> okay. All right. I'll get to my top five. You I'll, are yeah, into I'll OT. My full analysis, all right? I'll get to my top five. Okay. At number five. Oh, I forgot. Sorry. Honorable mention, Katie, good call on Ghost. That is my honorable mention. Mm -hmm. I'm a sucker for good rock ballads. Mm -hmm. And even though I just said they're not a rock band, great tune, good piano, good chorus, good tune. I wanted it to get in there, didn't yeah. I? Okay. Okay. At number five, I've got "Get the Funk Out" mm. slash "It's a Monster" Ooh. slash "Porno Graffiti." Wow, you did spend some time here. I appreciate it. Yes. Yeah, so I've, a... I've bundled the three rock tunes from mm -hmm. the "Porno Graffiti" album, ironically enough. But the they just couldn't make it any higher. "Get the Funk Out" is just it's back to that loser from high school who thinks he's gonna brazenly swear, but he just yeah. kind of tweaks it slightly. Yeah, it's a great tune. It's got it's great, great musical combinations. Uh, incredible, incredible uh, 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 guitar solo. They're, that's their best guitar solo. Phenomenal. Best guitar solo. It's catchy. Yeah, I'm humming it. it the next day. Yep. 
But so I household can't get favorite. past that name. Get ah, we love it though. And when you got a six-year-old in the house, it's the best. <laughs> All right. It's, it's, it's solidly in the top five if they okay. just say, get the fuck out. Okay. I think that okay. if you listen closely, I think they do kind of sneak a couple in there. But oh, do that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, maybe I didn't listen closely enough. Okay. There's Nuno. Nuno just kills it. It it sounded like a bit of an '80s movie track, but we've talked about that. Big, mm-hmm. big hair band. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's a monster. Again, catchy tune. Backup singers are a bit too happy. Porno graffiti. I was humming all day. Hmm. Good tune. Great chorus. Uh, Beverly yeah. Hills Cop. It belongs in, in Beverly Hills. <laughs> I see that. Okay. Yeah. All right. And the strip club scene, you know, when Eddie sure. Murray's yeah. rocking him. Johnny knows all about that. All okay. right. So awesome, awesome tunes. If they just tweaked a few things, all these songs are too long. They're like uh, six <laughs> and a half minutes. Yeah. yeah. You gotta <laughs> oh, now you're tight. in a hurry. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I I tend yeah. to elaborate. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I can I know. squeeze I get in my I get extra it. commentary. Yeah. And right. if you're not mad, if you're not mad about the, uh, if you're not mad about that sound, then that's then that's too much. All right, buddy. Okay. Number four, learn to love. Mm-hmm. That sounds Great more chorus. like classic rock. Yep. I couldn't believe how much he sounds like Sammy Hagar there. Sure. But I guess uh, that fits with the rest of my commentary. Mm-hmm. Great, great chorus, good mid-song interludes, a little bass solo. Mm-hmm. Didn't see that coming. Number three, cynical. I didn't like it the first time around, but it, it got to it's me. It's loud. Yeah, yeah. It's that's like they they're angry. They weren't trying yeah. too hard. They're yeah. just they're just having fun. And they do say fuck a lot in that song. Every time they say, I'm a cynical fuck, I'm a nothing but a cynical fuck. If you're looking oh, for no bad way. words, if you like bad words so much, Aaron, then you got one in there. Oh, I wasn't looking for bad words, okay. but I didn't, and, I didn't notice that. I can't understand half the words I hear in songs, uh-huh. to be honest. And? Uh, it had a good instrumental, good beat, good drums. Yeah. It, it was rocking. It's in my head. Cool. Number two, and I hate having to go with the big ones. Yeah. Number but, two, more than words. Yeah. I mean, Stone Cold Classic. Yeah. Great tune. The first time I heard it, all, okay, was a video. This is mm-hmm. the first knowledge of Extreme. This is probably mid-90s. And correct me if I'm wrong, the video, all I remember is Nuno and Gary all by themselves, like on yep. a couple of yeah, chairs very famous, in black very famous. and white. Yep. Just yep. rocking Iconic, out. iconic. I think the video is just almost as iconic, arguably yeah. as iconic as the, as the song itself. Okay. Yeah. And number that, one. That was, sorry, just one more comment on more than words. Good. Great. <laughs> Great tune. This is the one where they're on the precipice of boy band. They they just need to make that plunge. Yeah, this is better than a boy band song, though. That's way better than a boy band song than your average okay. boy band song. But I'm not to say one, there aren't some great boy band songs. But yeah. Not, can I just give you my number one? Just yeah. stop talking. <laughs> number one, more uh, wholehearted. Yeah, that's been number one on a lot of a lot of people. Has it really? Yeah. So again, I I hate to go with the favorites. I'm mm-hmm. an underdog mm-hmm. all the way. It's got a great melody. This is the band they should be. They I think so too. I, I think they they should have at least be a metal band. Yeah, they're like a pop slash. This is almost new country. Yeah, I think so too. And I think especially at the un, like they were right in the unplugged era there too. If they would have gone in that direction and gone entirely yeah. acoustic, I think they could have been uh, massive. I agree. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. I buddy. love the duet. It's like sorry, I'm not finished. I, yeah, and going to Nuno and back and forth. Yeah. <laughs> The Nuno, the Gary, it's very good. Good, good guitars. It's awesome. 
Awesome. Thanks, man. I love it. So just I love to reiterate, them. you do not like the band Extreme, but there are eight <laughs> songs in your top five. Yeah, I like it. Well, I they're like bundled. It. There was a bundle yeah, at yeah. number five. Yeah, yeah, because you just couldn't you couldn't pick amongst this band that you don't care about. <laughs> you just don't I, care about. I, I almost it. put together a bottom five. <laughs> you're about to hear the, you're, you're about to hear the opposite of that. Yeah. Oh boy. Johnny's <laughs> a big boy fan. All right. All right. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Aaron. Johnny, uh, you said you had a top ten. I'll tell you what. Why yeah. don't you give me your 10 oh to 6? Because I'm going to have you on again for sure. I'll have you on again. Oh, well, no, no, no. Exactly. Me and Katie Allen are Oh, okay. Okay. Go ahead. Well, no, I mean, I, like, I don't mean I'm... Jesus Christ. I'm just I'm... You don't have to explain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, Johnny. You've no, give me your top five. Go ahead. All right. I had to add some out. Now, as you alluded to, I DJed at a strip club for seven That's years. That's what I meant by that. That's <laughs> no why. No way. That's the Where, voice. Vancouver? <laughs> Which no. one? In, Bol- in Boulder, Colorado, and it, it, it was – I made a lot of great friends there. Uh, but uh, Oh, yeah, well, th- okay, this is the voice. Oh, you know, you know, I, I can do the fucking voice. But so some of these songs, because I, I don't care for this band at all, mm-hmm. and some of these songs I like just because I, 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 I would have played that at the bus stop. Yeah. You know, I think we could have gotten some that money. That sounds like a classy establishment. <laughs> The bus stop? Yeah. yeah. It was across the street from the bus station. Uh, where most of the dancers came. So, no, no, no. They, this is one of those times where, for real, the whole, I'm putting myself through college uh, line right. was real because of uh, the, the university here. It was a constant turnover of, of young ladies literally working their way through college. Mm. So, my number five is King of the Ladies. Yeah. Yeah, well, you because went off that. You went off the list. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, I sent you a playlist, man. Yeah, like, yeah. Like no, Johnny's no. been digging. You you could have dug into all these albums, but yeah, because uh, no, well, no. I, I know, had to be because I, I had to ask, are we doing this bit? Yeah. Uh, like just hours before here, and I just fast forwarded through everything because there's only one song that is a clear number one that I remember from the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, number four is Run. The Run yeah. was pretty good. Yeah, again from uh, uh, the later album. Both of those are from mm-hmm. the, the later album. Yeah, uh, number uh, three, Midnight Express, because mm-hmm. I love the movie, love the tag team, and I thought it was a cool instrumental. Yeah, it's an acoustic uh, instrumental from mm-hmm. the album you got cynical from, Aaron. Yeah, now, if I had done my full top ten, my number two was going to be their cover of Help, because it's actually a good, you know, actually a good song. Yeah. <laughs> Them yeah. doing it. But, yeah. <laughs> but my number two is the live version of Wholehearted. Hmm. Nice. Oh, I was picking up on. You're right, because a bit of a country vibe works for them. Because yeah. everything, because the, this is a chameleon band. Every album is like, we're, now we're hair yeah. metal, now we're yeah. grunge, now yeah, we're absolutely. punk, now we're this, now we're that, mm-hmm. and now we're we're ending our career as classic rock. You know, it's you know they're whatever they need to be. Yeah. I really, but I actually enjoyed Wholehearted. And oh, by the way, you guys keep bringing up this was when they were funky, never funky. There's no funk in I this. I give it, do it to me. So do it to me. Hey. It's like a pretend funk. It's nah, not even some, pretend funk. It's there. there's no funk involved whatsoever. Well, you guys got to get the funk out of here with that <laughs> Yeah. Okay. You know what else? <laughs> my, my my number one song is "Take Us Alive," which is not rockabilly. Yeah. This no? is country rock. Yeah, country rock, rock, country southern and rock. And I this is my only legitimately. The, the only ex- 
legitimately would go back and listen to. Yeah, it. yeah, same thing with that Mikey Manville. That's what he said in our episode. Yeah. Um, yeah, Which great. One? Like I said, what was it's called Take Us Alive. Yeah, that was on your on your list. That's a song yeah. about uh, Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, it's a great song. Oh, that was a late edition. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm pretty sure it was in there. You can look again. Maybe we'll have you back, Aaron. You can do another deep dive because I can tell you despise <laughs> them, but you really want to keep doing no, it. I no, I no, no. say it. No, no, I appreciate it. I, I appreciate tried. it. I know. I appreciate it. I really do. And uh, I thank you guys. I'm getting uh, uh, texts here. We got to sh- cut this thing <laughs> short. Um, thank you. Thanks for doing this. You guys, I think this turned out great. Uh, I love all of you and uh, we'll talk to you all soon. I promise. Thanks again. Thank you. Thanks, gang. Thank you. See ya. That was fun. Hi. Oh. Can you turn me up a little bit? Two. Oh, I didn't. Two. You said this would be better. Remember? A vacation for Martel. That's what you said. I'm sorry. You gotta get a job. Vacation, and you see they weigh out their minds with no return ticket. This side here go, this side here different. That's why I'm so annoyed. That's why I hear whispers. Call me a product of my own damn hood. Since Nautica was popular, been popular for good. Reason I'm good, reason I stuck with a sound. I ain't playing like the rest who got free from it. I grew up on sucker boys and go go music. A couple of us, but I feel like less important to me. The point is. It points it, me in the direction of my homegrown noises Of a artist I love, yet avoid it Imitator out of toners wasn't going well And I ain't going well, I child like bone The fast song was cool, but never wrote to him Only concern was the home that was close to him Hostile, I slang and I own music If I can hold my tone, I can blow too So I phone Tony Craig, said we gon' do it And that we did Hey Dan, was that alright? You know, I, like, as I said, I've been, we're in high spirits here, and if, even if we had lost today, re-listening again to the three of, the amount of work the three of them put into to putting together their top five extreme songs, that's, that, that really warms my heart, man. Uh, I love it. Thanks, guys, uh, and thanks for a great show. Wow. Uh, reminder of, uh, Kate, keep an eye out for uh, Katie Ellen Humphrey's uh, album, which will be available Uh, on those dates we mentioned earlier uh she's hilarious and she uh wow put together uh you know made us sound better than we could have been and uh and she was really patient as with my buddy aaron and with and with johnny and myself um because we sure uh still uh, enjoy this show uh and um you know she did she wasn't as mad about it but uh but i think she yeah she definitely uh, recognized uh that it's a you know a significant piece <laughs> seinfeld uh you know the 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 comedian himself and and the show are just like you know they are a touchstone you know it's one of those things it's like you know it's it's you know it's kind of why i talk about or ask about uh, you know extreme songs at the end here because you can't deny that this is a band that created something that was you know got out of their hands and became something huge um and seinfeld is is that but like times a gazillion right and uh there's a reason why those things happen sometimes and sometimes you go back and you're like 
wow, those were some pretty messed up reasons. Um, but I think uh, for the most part, those reasons really stand up for why it was as huge as it was. And that was a really, really awesome experience. Um, so I will be back uh, in a week and I will be joined um, by a friend. This is cool. We're, we're going to have, a, you know, back-to-back female uh, voices on this show. That's cool. So I will be be joined by another old friend. Um, Adele, I want to make sure I pronounce her right, her name right here. Adele uh, Schatschneider. Schat, uh, yes, yes, Schatschneider. Adele uh, Schatschneider, who I, I, I I knew from, again, from my college years, she was in wardrobe and, and costuming and she's uh, awesome, and uh, we are going to be talking about music uh, again, going back to the world of pop music and live uh, pop music with an album that I adored. And this is kind of the interesting thing about kind of how art kind of gets paid forward because I learned about this artist, or I was really encouraged to get into this artist by a former YMT guest, Colin Lau, and the artist is Peter Gabriel. And we're going to be looking at Peter Gabriel's Secret World Live, which I think you know, for a while was really my, my favorite live album. Um, he's an artist that I I have, you know, different, uh, feelings about of different eras of his work, but that album I think is really, really something special. And I know that, you know, I enjoyed it. And I know that, uh, my friend Adele got to learn to appreciate, uh, Peter Gabriel as well through me. So it's cool that we're going to go back and look at this and see what stands up and see, because I remember it, it was a, it's a great live show. And, uh, and it's just a great, um, from a great artist who's a really interesting person uh, and, and and has had a really interesting career. And we'll talk about that as well, among other things. Um, as always, as I mentioned, um, look for us uh, on the, and other great shows on the, on the POM Podcast Network. That's P-W-O-M if you don't like the name. But or you can follow us on Twitter at Network POM. Uh, and uh, yeah keep cheering for our beloved Calgary Flames and uh, we will see you guys in a week adios Thank you.